Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Pearl Mania 500. Yep. The podcast where a married couple does deep dives on topics. <laughs> And then Lord dumps them on the other for your enjoyment. Currently married. Currently married. Currently. For now. <laughs> I'm beginning to slowly really wish I got that prenup. <laughs> I didn't have anything at the time, though. Yeah, I did. You did? I'm the real fool. Yeah. You're the, you are the fool. Mm-hmm. But not our listeners. <laughs> so welcome to a new episode of Pearl Mania 500. <laughs> stand for i have no. five uh times zero times zero is zero and zero multiplied by 500 is obviously um zero and that is the secret code um that the listeners will know what i'm talking about of course yeah, if Secret you've listened code. to every episode, if you subscribe to the mm-hmm, Patreon, mm-hmm. then you're going to know the exactly if you follow why us that code on, is so incredibly important. If you've liked and subscribed uh, <laughs> and commented on iTunes or yeah. and given us five stars on Spotify, mm-hmm. if you've done whatever people who use Amazon podcasts have done, any of those things, you will understand the code. There's podcasts on Amazon? 
Yeah, we're. I had to list it on the RSS. Somebody when like when we post our second episode, mm-hmm. someone was like, "I only listen to podcasts on Amazon," and I was like, "I don't know how to do that." Wow, I didn't know that the Bezos had that like that. Look, listen, I we use Acast to host. <sighs> I hate it. Listen, it's fine. No, and, I and, don't know what the numbers mean. People ask all the time where the name came from. It, I just made it up. But and then I saw that, um, you know, the Andrew Tate. He is big into the numbers thing. He's now. a numerologist. Yeah, he's big in, and he's been talking about all the numbers from when he was in prison. Yeah, and so now all the the alpha males and the what's their alphas and they're not betas. The other one, sigma, sigmas. They're all talking. Uh, they're all doing math that doesn't make any sense. They're all and doing it's num- great. It's amazing too because you can make numbers do anything. Yeah, I know that because I'm taking an accounting course right now. <laughs> And you can just you can just do numbers. Yeah. Speaking of numbers, okay. I need to apologize yep. to a certain tier level mm-hmm. of our Patreons. Yep. Because I thought I had this thing set up correctly and I was clicking the benefits each week and yeah. they were reading off the Patreon names. Guess what? Yeah, I uh, apparently fucked up and never had the Hey Hun tier clicked. <laughs> Which is the whole point of the tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole point was you just get it was a shout the out. Hey Hun tier. Yeah, to review. $3 gets you a shout out once on the podcast. Yeah. $5 gets you a shout out once in the podcast and you get to vote in exclusive polls for future yeah. topics. And some other stuff that we're cooking up in the well, back end. Yeah. And, and stuff that we say we're going to do and then forget. Uh, listen. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it is a fun place. It's also a place where we But post- wait, hear me out. Yeah. If we like become incredibly successful and like have like a really successful podcast, then we both won't have to like you know, do the other dumb jobs we have to do to maintain our life. And then we could focus on this and I wouldn't forget stuff. Yeah. That could happen. I mean, right now I really, I don't get too often to really check the Patreon because of other things that are going I on. I read it. I read it. Uh, I know you read it obsessively. <laughs> Not obsessively, but obsessively. at least like when I'm like, after I sat down to eat dinner, I still like to sit down and read it. But for the new listeners, for the new net listeners, I need to explain the Patreon though. Cause I was almost done. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. So the That's $3 sorry. leaders get the, the one-time shout, shout mm-hmm. out. The Hey Huns. The Hey Huns. The team leaders. Yep. They get the one-time shout out mm-hmm. and they also get to vote in the exclusive polls. Cause they're leading the team. They are. They're mm-hmm. completely leading and guess who actually put stuff on her poll today? You did. This gal right yes, here. Yes, you did. Oh, and, that's right. And the last thing that all levels get to do mm-hmm. is whenever we post a new episode, yeah. we then post a area for people to comment and discuss on the Patreon. Yep. It's behind the paywall because I left it open for a bit because I wanted people to go to it. Mm. Patreon.com slash Promania 500. Uh-huh. Uh, and it got kind of weird kind of fast from yeah, people yeah. who weren't paying. And I said, you know what? Sometimes you just need that little hurdle. I, yeah, I got to put the velvet rope up. You got to just a velvet rope just up. Just a velvet rope. Listen. Just so people start acting, you know, a little Listen, better. anyone can cross the velvet rope at any time. All right. But mm-hmm. you're paying $3 for bottle service over here, people. <laughs> all right. So minimum of $3. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, the other DMs and inboxes, we got to. Yeah. <laughs> the riffraff. Speaking of which, though, if you do ever have topic ideas, we have gotten some that were sent in yeah, to us. Yeah, some really good ones. Uh, we do love receiving those through our Patreon. Uh, again, there's a message yeah, button through there. Yeah, let us know. I'm happy to bring them to the table. Yeah, we'll take a look at them. And but if- also, we need to talk about the hero of this. Yes. The the gal who figured this out for us. Yeah, who, well, she didn't even know she was figuring it out for <laughs> but us. But she did. So uh, one thing that has been happening, and we do want to touch base with this, and again, this is your 15-minute Patreon update at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> this can't be something we do every This time. is every episode no. at this point. But... Uh, someone reached out and she said, hey, my full name is on Patreon. I would like you just to say uh, just 
just Liz yeah. instead of my full name, mm-hmm. which is Liz. <laughs> so I, uh, I was like, yeah, definitely. And so I wrote it down because last week, uh-huh. after we recorded, yeah. I went to the messages mm. and there were all these messages from people like, please don't say my full name. I was like, God <laughs> damn it. Sorry, like, Way too late. Oh, no. <laughs> They're going to find you. They're going to know you have a Patreon. Yeah. So, you know, nobody's listening, so it's fine. But anyway, That's we, true. we, we were we were going through the list yeah. trying to find Liz. We couldn't find her. Couldn't find her. Went to the main thing, saw she was a hey hun, and I'm like, why isn't she in the benefits list for the shout out? Guess what? And discovered that Patreon, mm. or maybe myself, <laughs> most definitely myself, forgot to click a button yeah. to give everybody the shout out who've mm-hmm. been in the $3 tiers. So we owe a backlog of people. Yeah, but we're going to make it quick because I know y'all don't want to just sit here and listen to this because you know we did, Alex did some good research this week. Yes. He wasn't. It was um, on a voted topic. He wasn't mostly just screaming about TikToks and his job in his accounting class all week. He yeah. was doing research. I've been doing research. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Deep research. All right. <laughs> so, uh, real, as, as always, we got to hit the theme. And I do want to apologize to everyone in advance for how badly we're about to butcher some names. <laughs> hey, huh? Let's meet our team leaders. That's right. These are our Hey Huns and our Whoa, team Whoa, there leaders. is one that is so long right there. Yeah, you were going to get to it. Okay, okay, I'm very excited. First one up, we have Brianna Burgos. Hey, hon. After that, we have Chris Cummings. Hey, hon. After that, we have Kimberly Baumgartner. Hi, hon. This next one is in Canadian money. Ooh. That means, that means it's worth more, right? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure of the exchange rate, but they they can go to the hospital no, for free. Well, but no, because when you when you go to Canada, you're just a little bit happier, and therefore, when you buy things, you like feel like you're getting more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's worth that. more. Um, so this name is Bisexual Mermaid Scientists Are the Best Mermaid Scientists. Man, <laughs> that's somebody I like right there. After this, <laughs> see, here's the thing. Here's the other thing, too, mm-hmm. is that <laughs> now I can see more. I didn't realize that these $3 tiers weren't on here, right? Yeah. And so this next one named himself Team Leader. Smart. But he's in the Hey Hunt tier. Perfect. Listen, dress for the job you want. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so I love much, branding. Team branding is important. After that, we have exhausted underscore terrestrial. <laughs> hey Hunt. I will always read the underscores. <laughs> After that, Riley Leonhart. Hey Hun. After that, John Reese. Hey Hun. After that, Riley Rose in a box. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Listen, Riley Rose I, is in a box. No, like, I get it, but also concerning. Concerning. <laughs> hey, hon. This next one, Australian money. Oh. Yeah, here we oh go. Oh, God, Australians. Oh, and, and I'm not going to get this last name. I got oh. the first one, Mira. Mira. Last name, it's either Craig, Krieg, oh, or Korea. Okay. Like, I can hear an Australian accent saying it. Mira Krieg. No, that was, I, that was, that was I, Scottish. I was trying to do oh, Australian. No. Okay. This, you better keep moving. We're going to keep going. Jessica Ann. Hey, Jessica. I know that. I got. I nailed that one. Oh, yeah. Jessica. Jessica you Ann. Would. Yeah. You would. Yeah, because a princess to Jessica from the Dune novels. I will die on this hill. Jessica in the, is a bad name in the book Dune. Okay? All right. It's the name of the future. Jessica's the only there name There are four the billion Jessicas. All right. After that, we have Gamp Bratch Heathern. Okay. Hey Heathern. <laughs> I had Gap Branch. I was you so confident. You, you were so close. I was like, that's Heathen. Then I go, no, there's an R in there. Heathern. Heathern. Gap Branch Heathern. Okay. Hey, hon. After that, we have Richard Von Bulow. <laughs> hey, hon. After that, we have David Cooper. Hey, Dave. After that, we have Diana. 
Just Diana. Iconic. I know. Hi, Diana. Followed by another icon, Samantha. Hey, Samantha. I'm, I, I was a Samantha in my 20s. Yeah, you were. <laughs> who was, the, um, who was the, the bisexual red-haired one? That's uh, the short Miranda. Hair. I was a Miranda. Yeah, you're still a Miranda. Shut up. <laughs> I'm your Steve. <laughs> you are my Steve. Oh, I'm going to be so much happier with a man. Oh. Okay. After that, we have Barbara K. Hughes. Hey, Barb. After that, we have Remy. Hey, Remy. Um, After that, we have Ghost Cat. Uh Uh-oh, spooky ookie. After that, we have the person who caused this long list. Listen, no, it's not her fault. It's not her fault, but she was there. Let's hear it for just Liz. (laughs) Liz, you're a hero. We appreciate your service. Yes, and and the best part was you paid for your $3 tier Patreon (laughs) on April 1st. So you proved that I was the (laughs) April Fool. After that, we have Justice of the Adams. Ooh, hey, hum. After that, we have Shayla Voles. Hey, hum. After that, we have Tracy Houston. Hey, hum. After that, we have Monica D. Hey, Monica. After that, we have Kelsey Amanda. Wait, what? 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 That's the name. No, it's, but it says something oh, like that. Oh, Kelsey Amanda, Slayer Family Designs. Ooh, hey, hum. That, I feel like that I'm was gonna a- I'm going to Google that. I feel like that, that was a promotion. I love it. You know what? I like the marketing that I'm finding here in the Hey Hun section. Yeah. We got people renaming themselves. We got some marketing. I love it. Yeah. We are, baby. After that, we have Paige Morgan. Hey, Paige. After Paige Morgan, we just have Morgan. Oh, not just. Okay. It's we, Morgan. It's just Morgan. No, stop saying just. Well, it, I just want to be clear that there's no rest of the name. <laughs> After that, we have Devin Klein. Hey, Devin. After that, we have Mac. Return of the Mac. Oh, I was going to go Mac the Knife. No, Return of the Mac is always the go-to. Okay. After that, we have Andrea Simmons. Hey, him. After that, we have Elspeth... Elf- oh, that one's going to get him. <laughs> Elspeth Davis. Hey, hon. After that, we have Michael Hall. Hey, Michael. This next one, Timid Tate. <laughs> oh, hey, Timid Tate. It's like Nega Andrew Tate. It's yeah. just the reverse version. Oh. I'm timid. He's like, oh no, I just like don't pay attention to me. After that, we have J Beans. J Beans? Just the letter J dash Beans. You know what? Honestly, if we got a kitten, I would name it J Beans. For jelly beans? Yeah, J Beans. I like that. Yeah. After that, Mike Stang. Hey, Mike. Stange, possibly. Oh my gosh. Well, there's an E at the end. I want to say he's going to go with Stang. (sighs) Because I thought it said strange at first, and yeah. then I realized there was no R mm. as I was saying it. Yeah, okay. So I hey, feel hon, like... I'm sorry about what he's doing in the name. Listen, Mike, if you go by Stange, <laughs> go by Stang. All right, what's the next one? All right, the next one we have Laura Ron. Laura Ron. Hey, yep. hon. And then finally... Okay. I think that this is your long. favorite... I think this is your favorite comic strip, Pearls Before Swine. Pearls Before Swine? Yeah, wasn't that that comic book? The comic strip in the newspaper with the dog? With the dog? Yeah, it was like Pearls Before Swine. What was the one? No, you liked Get Fuzzy. Get Fuzzy. But there was also a Pearls Before Swine comic there strip. There was? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh, I um, gotta pull it up. Oh, Even no. though it's also a good pun on us. Yeah. You remember it. It was uh, this one. I pull it up and oh, make it big. Remember? Oh, yeah. It, it's there. I think it's still in the newspaper. Yeah, I've seen that one before. I didn't know... I didn't know it was called Pearls Before Swine. Yeah, well, it, it's, you have to read the top of it. Boo. It, the name is right I there. I only know how to look at the cartoon part. Okay. So with that. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Hey, hon. Let's meet our team leader. All right. So we did it. We did it in, in about the same amount of time it always takes us. Yeah. Well, about 15 minutes up top. And yeah. now 
we are going to go into our first segment, which was voted on by the listeners. Before, the team leaders. The team leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go into it, we like to remind everybody once again. Yeah. Uh, we are not experts. No. We are not journalists. Nope. We are just a married couple. Yeah. That reads up on stuff. Oh, God. Says it at each other. <laughs> at each other is the important part. Yeah. I mean, it may sound like we're listening, <laughs> oh. but we're both just listening for when am I going to talk. No, that's very specific. We're listening for when's the pause. <laughs> Why are you projecting yourself? You've learned me? from me. Oh, wow. All right. So with that, we're going to take just a quick little bump. Oh, and my God. I'm going to keep calling them bumps. I know you are. And it drives you nuts. Yeah. Get your Barbie arms ready. Let's go. All right, and we're back. We're back. We're back here for the full. This the team leaders wanted this. I yeah. gave them a lot of options. One yeah. of them was Alcibiades, who uh, was that did get a lot of positive. A lot feedback. of people really wanted it in the comments. It. You might have to do it, but it didn't win. It wasn't a top two vote getter. Um, this was the top vote getter. Mm. Uh, today's topic. Okay. It are HOAs. Oh, God. And the history of redlining in America. Oh, fucking Christ. So I do want to start out by saying that this podcast episode is officially illegal in Florida. <laughs> what isn't illegal in Florida? Uh, not HOAs, yeah. <laughs> which, holy shit, we're going to get into yeah. it. But before we begin, there's, a, there's two things I do want to talk to people about because a lot of times whenever we get into... Dynamics like HOAs, redlining, etc. Mm-hmm. I want to explain some very basic terms. Yeah. Because one thing I discovered in my accounting class, I'm sitting in there with kids who are like 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't understand the basic idea of equity yep. in a home mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. So a lot of times when people talk about equity, they're thinking equality, okay. which is technically true under the Merriam-Webster de- uh, definition. Yeah. And I actually pulled up that definition. The the act, if you look up equity in the dictionary, which mm-hmm. this is how all great speeches start in high school. Yeah. Uh, justice according to a natural light or raw, mm-hmm. or is it law or right? Mm-hmm. The money value of a property or of an interest in a property in excess of claims or liens against it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the last one is a system of law originating in English. Who gives a shit? So <gasps> it's really that second definition we're talking to. Yeah. Okay. And specifically about property when yeah. we're going to get into all of this. So the concept a lot of people don't get with owning property, maybe you rent or maybe you just haven't really thought about it, you mm-hmm. know, or you live with your parents, any of those different types of things. When you buy a home, mm-hmm. typically you get a mortgage. Yeah. Because most people don't have enough cash to just buy, especially these days. Nobody really has enough cash laying around. BlackRock does. Yeah, well, BlackRock does. <laughs> they have enough to buy everyone's home. But yeah. uh, what you do is you go to a lender yep. and you get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Mortgage is French for death pack. <laughs> I know. I told that uh, to the lady when we signed our mortgage. Yeah, and she, <laughs> she didn't even know. She didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, our, our loan closer actually did not know that it's French. It's from mort and gage, yeah. which mort means death. And yeah. gosh means pop, I made I made pack. her I made the lady at the closing pretty upset because I looked at my husband dead in the eye and I said, This is our death pact. Mm-hmm. And she was like, What? And I was like, That's what the word mortgage means. Yeah. And she's a- like, it does. And then I like showed her on my phone. Yeah. And uh 
then I laughed at her when she was like, you have, you know, like your mortgage is like, what, for 50 or 60 years? No, it's 30, I, 30 years. And, well, it, they, whatever. They give I you a payoff and, letter and it says it pays off in 2051. Yeah, whatever. And I laughed and I was like, you think any of this is going to be around in 2051? Yeah. <laughs> Gal. It's literally a number we don't believe. <laughs> so anyway, um, so a part of it is when you go get a mortgage, mm-hmm. there's a few different ways you can get them now, but traditionally you could get a loan for up to 80% of the value of the house. Yeah. Now, let's say the home's worth $100,000. I know, right? What? It's what a dream. <laughs> what are you talking about? What All right. Was it 1997? I'm just picking 100 because it makes the most sense yeah, numerically. Yeah. And again, now we're going to get into percentages. Oh, my God. This podcast is math. I know, but that's why we're going get to get it done first, and then okay. we're going to get into all the fun racism. Alex! What? Oh, my God. That's how it's going to go, all right? <laughs> We're going to have to... I don't know if you need to add word fun to it, babes. Well, for the people who did it, they seem to be having a great time because they did a shit ton of it. Oh, my God. So, listen. So, you buy a house, let's say 100 k mm-hmm. You go to a lender mm-hmm. to get the money. Now, that could be a bank. That Back in the day, they had a lot of savings and loans used to do that. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are a lot of places that are just mortgage lenders now. Yeah. They will typically say, and again, there are ways you can get more, we'll lend up to 80%. So, they'll give you $80,000. Yeah. Okay? You got to get that other 20. You got to get the 20. Yeah. All right? You buy the house. Mm-hmm. You own. Now, an appraiser's come by taking a look at the house. Yep. The bank has valued the house. Mm-hmm. Everyone says, if today you buy the house, yep. if you needed to sell it tomorrow, yep. you can get $100,000 for it. Exactly. That's what everyone's agreeing on. Yeah. But over time, mm-hmm. as there's more people, as there's more issues with housing, this house that you bought for a hundred thousand yep. dollars that you owe twenty thousand that you own twenty thousand of mm-hmm. will grow. Yeah. So maybe 10, 15 years down the line, you've been paying every month mm-hmm. so you own more and more of this house. Yeah. So now when you go to sell it 15 years later, you've paid down half the mortgage. Mm-hmm. So now there's forty thousand dollars left on the mortgage. Okay. But you're selling the house for two hundred thousand. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So now when you sell the house, you get $160,000 in your pocket before fees and taxes and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I get it. So this is how that system is supposed to work and has worked for many people in certain areas. <laughs> I was going to say, it worked for a specific group of people yes. that, uh, you know... Now we're we're gonna get into the second part of this, okay? Which are covenants. Yep. All covenants. Right. Now specifically, restrictive property covenant covenants. Mm-hmm. Now covenants, I want to explain. Yeah. When you think, hey, I bought this thing, I can do whatever the fuck I want. My with land. It. Yeah. Don't my. you step on my fucking liberties? Yes. Okay. That's like when city council said I couldn't have no chickens. Yeah. Fight me. Yeah. Exactly. We still don't have chickens, but you did You did start yelling that you have the right to. It's my land. I should uh, be allowed to do whatever I want with it. Yes, 100%. Uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's my land, too. Um, I don't... I... Well, keep smoking those cigarettes. Okay. <laughs> so, covenants are a document that can be, light, that can be written that is attached to the land. Mm-hmm. And there's two different types. Yeah. There's an affirmative co- covenant. This yeah. is according to Cornell Law School. An affirmative covenant and a negative covenant. Mm-hmm. And the covenants, they come with the property, right? Like it's the yes. previous owner's 
rules, kind of. Yes, That's that, how are, I that are forever them. written into it. Yeah, binding. it's like they get forever binding rules. It's crazy. Yeah, so one thing that happens around here in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. is you can have covenants put on land for farmland yeah. that this will always stay farmland. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can't turn it into housing. Yeah. It takes a lot of money and time to break those covenants. Mm-hmm. They they can be, but a lot of them are, are written very strongly. Yeah. And, the, and courts and everything will always back them up for the most part. Because, again, lawyers love to lawyer, oh, and they love collecting them fees. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's making crab hands? Give me them, give me them billable like hours. Little crab. Give me them like billable a, hours. I picture, like, a shrimp eating Ooh. little things in the bottom of the ocean. Ooh, I'm the only person <laughs> with an English major who gets paid. Okay. <laughs> So, an affirmative covenant, right? Yeah. An affirmative covenant, according to their example in Cornell Law School, is, hey, you know, the, the homeowner always has to tree the uh, trim the trees in the yard. Yeah. Okay? Or, like, maybe an affirmative co- covenant. I just, wait, the ego, the fucking narcissism that is, like, even when I die... For all eternity, yes. You guys got to listen to my rules about the landscaping. Well, yeah. Ugh. Well, it's like you know you ran into this in the city with um, historic homes. Oh yeah. You know that's a covenant. So yeah. once a once a home is declared to be a historic property or mm-hmm. whatever the exact term is for it, you can't do certain stuff. Yeah. So you can't go put new windows on it oh. that don't look a certain way because yeah. you have to keep the home forever looking like. Betsy this, Ross's house. Like, like, yeah, like Betsy Ross that was bitch. sucking pirate dick in Yo, here. Yo, that bitch right there. I should do a whole story on Betsy fucking Ross. You could. I'm but you didn't you put that in your list. I'm telling you something. She did more than flags, baby. She did more than flags. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so I understand that. Okay. So a negative covenant. Uh-huh. A negative covenant will say that, hey, this property can never have a fence on it. Yeah. It's like you can't build condos here. It's or, farmland. Yeah. Or, or you can't have a red house. Oh, okay. Or you can't, um, you know, you, you're not allowed to have flowering bushes. You can only have Kentucky bluegrass. Why are these dead people making rules for me? Exactly. So this is one of those things. This is like, this is going to be an episode of me clearly becoming a libertarian for like at least an hour. Listen, <laughs> listen, when this is done, I, I already know you don't like HOAs. I, I know for them. a fact you don't like no. HOAs. And I know for a fact that you don't like racism. Mm-hmm, but by mm-hmm. the time this is done, you are going to be such a libertarian that you're going to be like, listen, the statute. Uh, you're going to be like quoting. No, no, it's 16 is legal. Yeah. In oh, Japan. no, no. I don't want to be that kind of libertarian. No, no. We're getting you a leather duster. No, I don't want to. I can already feel the five comments I'm going to get. <laughs> What's the problem with libertarians, bro? I, I saw your TikTok where you said Rand Paul did one thing, right? I yeah, and then he vomited it. into a trash can. Yeah, for an hour. Um, okay. Yeah. So those, I wanted to get those two definitions out of the way. Equity mm-hmm. is owning property yeah. that you can... Oh, the one thing I also left off with equity mm-hmm. is as that value of the home increases, mm-hmm. you can then borrow money against it more. Yeah. Which is something a lot of people don't know. Oh, okay. Okay, so I, I want to explain that to people because there's, there's things called home equity. Yeah, home equity loans. So again, like we were describing in our prior one, mm-hmm. you bought the house for 100 Yep. It's the the house is now worth two hundred. Mm-hmm. In that time, you've been paying down your mortgage. Yep. And let's say, hey, I want to get a new roof, or I want to send my kid to college. Yeah. You can use that chunk of the rest of the house that you own free and clear, mm-hmm. and you can get a second loan, and it's tied to your property now. Mm-hmm. And because it's tied to your property, it's cheaper. Yeah. Than just going and getting a student loan. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper than just asking somebody for money. That you don't have, and it's also a big slug of money at once. Yeah. So yeah, you can go make fifty grand over time and put it in a savings account, put it on your mattress. But 
that 50 grand today is going to be worth less than 50 grand by the time you finish making it. Yeah. Because of things like inflation, which we're all aware of now. So let's say you want to go start a business, right? Okay. Yep. Oh, and, wait, and I was thinking, money. I recently had someone inbox me and they had a great business opportunity for me. Yeah. And um, I was thinking maybe I should start selling leggings. You're going to start selling leggings? Yeah. And I'm going to need to put take a loan out against the house so I can start selling leggings. Okay. Sounds brilliant. Mm-hmm. Where does this person live? Are they live in Utah? Oh, sounds great. <laughs> Really sounds good. <laughs> Nothing suspicious happening. Don't be suspicious. Okay. Don't be suspicious. Okay. So, um, so again, though, but this is, let's say you have an opportunity to come across yeah. and you're like, hey, well, I need $50,000. Okay. Now I can go get a loan mm-hmm. because I have that cushion yeah, against in my, my house. house. Yeah. Again, these, are, I just want to explain this because the one thing that really sucked for, for everybody is there's always an assumption that people know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, I don't want to assume that on that because that makes an ass out of you. Yep. And me. Yeah, and you. Wait, what? I'm not an ass. Oh. I don't assume. You, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to call you names. So let's, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with redlining or do you want to start with HOA? I think HOAs are just a fancier form of redlining. Okay, so we, we, sh- we should probably explain redlining. <laughs> okay. All right. So some of you may have heard of redlining and are already kind of aware of it. Some of you uh, have never heard of this term at all. Yeah. Especially if you live in Florida or Texas. So it's this- It's there though, right? Huh? It's everywhere. Oh, okay. It, well, it, you're supposed to say now it was everywhere, oh. but it's still there because the repercussions of this are what Florida doesn't want to teach in schools. Got so it, when got people it, are it. talking about critical race theory, mm-hmm. this is one of the economic pegs yeah. that shows you, oh, fuck, the whole system is fucked. Yeah. For certain people and how this system actually ended up fucking over a lot of white people, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who never accepted that it was happening to them. Yeah, because sometimes there's people that when the boot crushes them, they just are happy that the boot is crushing somebody a little bit more. Yes. Uh-huh. So there in the 1930s. Okay. Yep. Uh Guys were looking around at different investments yeah. and different ways that things should be invested. And I don't know if you know this, in, you know, we had this thing called the Great Depression. I've been in one recently. <laughs> yeah. So Great Depression hit. Mm-hmm. A lot of banks were super nervous about lending money, mm-hmm. any of this different stuff. So FDR gets elected. Mm-hmm. And he does a shit ton of bank reforms. Yeah. We create things like the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. He did a lot of good. He did a lot of good stuff. <laughs> this one, not so much. Mm. Because again, this is we're, we're gonna. He has get, a lot of pros and cons. A lot of pros and cons. <laughs> He's got a lot. Pros, of pros beat Hitler. Yeah, good job. Cons, uh, a lot else. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot in there. Yeah, but again, at all, like all all historical figures, when you're gonna always gonna end up with certain things that they really aren't paying that much attention to mm-hmm. because they're doing seventy thousand fucking things. Yeah. In this case, a organization was created called the Federal Home Loan Bank. Now, that still exists. Okay. Uh, It is used to kind of both set rates and appraisals, but also to kind of collect general data over federal home loans. Mm -hmm. And also, in some cases, with part of the FHA, which is the Federal Housing Administration, Mm -hmm. sets up uh, criteria 
to underwrite mortgages. Yeah. Now, what underwrite means is someone else takes a look at a mortgage. They mm-hmm. look at the person who's about to buy the stuff and they go, hey, listen, this guy, I, I can't. I can't give you like a 50-50 on whether or not he's going to pay you back. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this guy makes $15 a day uh, and this house is for $1.3 million. Like, I feel like yeah. mm-hmm. don't hit approve. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what the, uh, what I'm going to call it now, the FHLB. Okay. They went and sat down and said, we need to look at areas for residential security. Okay. Now, what they were looking at at the time, mm-hmm. and this is where economics, mm-hmm. development, and racism all come and just have a big old, big old lemon party in a tub. Okay. Okay. So you don't know what a lemon party is, do you? No. I'm so glad. So I, should I Google it? You should not Google oh, it. All right. So um, the lemon party begins, and part of that what it is is that cities. Mm-hmm. They they didn't want to develop in cities anymore. Yeah. So what they said was, hey, we want people to start moving to the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And we want to drive ec- you know economic development further and further out because you have people really clustered together in the center of these cities. Mm-hmm. So they began to- So cert- they could sell more cars. So they could sell more cars. Because they wanted to destroy the infrastructure of a, a walkable city. Yes. And then everybody would have to move to the suburbs. Yes. And, and then, drive around. And then be stuck in an hour-long commute every day. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of it. Yep. And so what they did is they went into all these different areas and all these different cities. Mm-hmm. And they circled certain areas and said, hey, this is a risky investment for the bank. Oh. For the lender. Got it. They're more likely here. These houses aren't likely to appreciate in value at the rate of stuff in the suburbs. Now, think about it like a stock, right? If I go buy stock in a company, what type of company do you want? Well, I want one that if I buy it today, that when I go to go sell it, it's going to be worth 300 times what I bought it, right? Yeah. And I get all this money, and then I can complain about capital gains tax. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? Okay. Or are you going to buy one that's always going to be able to sell Mm-hmm. But it's worth, you know, like only a couple bucks more. Well, because everyone's obsessed with unlimited growth. Yes. I feel like I know which way they're going to go. Yes. So what they did is they sat down mm-hmm. and they started circling in areas and said, these areas are not desirable. Mm-hmm. These areas like South Philadelphia, mm-hmm. like North Philadelphia, mm-hmm. like Fishtown, like Southwest <sighs> Philadelphia. Yeah. Certain areas in Baltimore. <laughs> Basically, they went through, and if wherever you live in this country, just type in whatever the biggest city you, you live near mm-hmm. and type in that city mm-hmm. redlining map. Yeah. And then think about how people tell you not to go to the areas in red. Yeah. And the thing is, is those areas in red were by design created the, the created as the areas you don't want to go. Yeah. Now, what happened when they did this is 85% of the areas that they circled mm-hmm. were where white people lived. Yeah. Okay? 85% were white. Yeah. However, it was almost 100% of the neighborhoods where black people could live. Yeah. And so what they did is they both 
killed the equity growth potential mm-hmm. of the white people living there. Yep. And they ended up using black people as an economic weapon to suppress the wages and suppress the equity and the chance for growth of these families, Mm -hmm. both the black and the white families. They use racism as a way to keep this entire thing down so no one could, let's say, have a good idea and get equity out of the house. When they went to go sell it, the house was actually worth less than when they bought it. Mm -hmm. They would use tactics like blockbusting and others. This was all set up. And so you would have th- you would have a couple different levels. There's type A, which were green. Those were typically on the very outside of the city, the yep. suburbs where all the rich people already lived. Yeah. Type B were outlined in, in blue. Those were considered still desirable. So again, you're still on the outer ring. Type C were labeled declining. Those were yellow. So for that would be where your family was, Northeast Philly. Mm-hmm. That was declining. Where it's like, yeah, you can live here. It's not going to be as bad. And then type D, we're in red. Yeah. So what this ended up doing is they took all these older districts and they just sat on them. Yeah. And so over time, you end up in a situation where no one will give a mortgage to someone living in a red district. Yeah. Which is which is what we mean by the red line. Yeah. So also, like, I don't know if in your research you're planning on going on like into how the other parts of redlining, I guess, because like growing up, I I knew what redlining was from a more lived experience. I I obviously learned about it later when I was like, uh, number one in college and number two, working in real estate there for a minute. But it's, you know there are things that happen because of red line that you don't notice until you're living it like food deserts. Yeah. Like because there's, you know, this idea of like these places aren't going to have any value. They, there's no way to make money. So they don't open grocery stores. They don't open, you know, an Applebee's. They don't open things that like can create economy because they're, you know, in air quotes, like not safe and the bad things will happen and like all of this. So then those people are left with nothing but corner stores and it it creates a poverty cycle yes. and a health like. And then the other thing that I always notice is that um, the like they, they put all any highway through it. Yes. Over it. Yes. Like, but like, so like the, you can't get on the highway. Like you're not going to yeah. get on 95, but it's going to go through your neighborhood and destroy um, that as well. And then the other thing is like, um, public transit. That's like the public transit system is so bad in certain areas, but also doesn't reach other areas so that those people that it doesn't reach feel like they're not getting the full benefits of living in air quotes, the city. Yeah. But then like, so they get all resentful that they're paying city taxes, but they don't get all the benefits of living in the city. Plus, you know, within the red line schools is like, the schools don't get as much funding because not everybody is a homeowner. So it's like only landlords and landlords are always trying to get out of paying any type of tax. So I was going to get into all yeah. of this. Well, this is just what I noticed growing up in it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. But we, we are going to get into all of this because what I was going to say in this next part mm-hmm. is exactly what the last part you were talking about. Yeah. What you end up having happen is the prices in these homes decrease. Yeah. 
And like you're saying with schools, schools are paid for by property taxes. Yep. So the buildings that the people living there aren't paying as much in the taxes for the schools. Mm -hmm. So the schools get worse. Yep. Over time, the schools get worse and worse. Yeah. And again, nobody can get a mortgage. Mm -hmm. So you have to turn to someone who has enough, who has enough cash, who can pay you enough to leave. Yep. Which is what we end up with white flight. Yep. And that's that combination of the 60s and 70s where white people started abandoning abandoning the inner cities in droves. Yeah. So you see them move out of South Philadelphia, North Philadelphia, Baltimore, all these major cities. Mm-hmm. Black people. But then they fucking live in the suburbs and they're like, "Yeah, I'm from I'm from fucking Philly." And you're like, "Where?" And they're like, "Aston." And I'm like, "I will beat the living shit out of you, dude." <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's just it's, it's that's the that's one of the chronic side effects yes. there's a bunch of people from the suburbs claiming that they grew up in the city oh, my mom's from fucking yeah, South my Philly. mom grew you up live around in here cherry dude. hill dude yo fuck out of here dude all right <laughs> so one of the things and this is a concept i want to get through to people okay. though is is that racism always affects the people who are the most excited about racism it is always used as a tool uh-huh, uh-huh. by rich people yep, yep. to figure out how to screw poor people out of money while the poor people think, ah, look at how bad, look how that, that person I don't like is getting screwed over. And it's like, yeah. bro, you're getting screwed over too. Yeah. So you have these whites who. Oh, wait a minute. Is this a podcast about class warfare? Because I'm about that. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So I what, like where I was like, I wonder how you're going to make this funny. And then we're getting into class warfare. All right. All right. Listen, <laughs> let me get through it. Okay. So you have, you have these whites who are living in, I'm going to just use South Philadelphia yeah. as a good example. All right. So you have the people living in South Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. The banks no longer will loan to them. Yeah. So who they, who can they turn to besides the mafia, mm-hmm. which will be rich guys who will come in and say, Hey, I'll give you $40,000 for your house. You can use that $40,000 to move to an area where you can get a mortgage. Yeah. All right. So that guy buys the house mm-hmm. for twenty, forty thousand dollars $40,000. Yep. He's not going to live there. Nope. I didn't think so. He's going to rent it. Yes, he is. And mm-hmm. at the same exact time he's renting that out, that mm-hmm. means the money that would be going back into that house mm-hmm. and all of the income mm-hmm. is now transferring to the green areas. It's yeah. transferring to the outside of the area and outside of the city. Yeah, because he lives in Jersey. Yeah, the he lives in Jersey or he lives in, you know, not Aston. He lives someplace nice. Mount oh, shots fired. <laughs> you no, know, Aston's a shithole. I don't care. <laughs> it probably is on the red line map. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but anyway, these guys, what they do, it, it slow, you slowly start to see this. Or it, it's another situation, which we know a lot with South mm-hmm. Philly, which is, oh, my mom lived here. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandparents lived here. I'm not going to live here. No. I can't sell it, but I can rent it. Yep. And I don't give a fuck what the property is. Nope. Not going to take care of it. And because now, because there's no sales happening, yep. the, the properties aren't appreciating at all. Mm-hmm. So which is why you end up in situations right now in South Philadelphia in particular, where you have homes selling for a quarter million dollars, <laughs> but the tax assessments are for $80,000 homes. Mm-hmm. Because up until about... 2014, you could buy a row home in Philadelphia for $80,000. Now, this Mm. is what people are talking about with gentrification. People view it as, oh, we see people moving back into the area and now it's unaffordable. And the thing is, is actually it was kept so suppressed. Yeah, on purpose. On purpose. And it becomes a secondary factor now. And then what 
but also like the tax abatement thing is fucked. Yes. I mean, this is that Philly specific. It's all across the whole okay, country. Okay, well, real quick, just like there's another like thing that always drives me insane is like, so let's say you are, you know, a young couple recently out of college and you're going to go move to Philadelphia because, you know, you're going to start a new job at GlaxoSmithKline or some shit and you buy a row home in an, an air quotes, up and coming neighborhood. Uh, it's an area, it's a redevelopment area. <laughs> okay. It's typically and, how they Sure, they sure, call. sure. Uh, well, I was trying to think of one of the like funny renames they gave New oh, Bo- Newbold. Yeah, yeah Newbold. New yeah, because they, they, they didn't want to be known as East Point Breeze, so they called themselves <laughs> Newbold. Well, no, because well, listen, when people watch Fox News uh, in the morning, they see Point Breeze neighborhood shooting, but they never hear about Newbold. So that's Newbold what a realtor isn't makes real. up. Yeah. Anyway, so they when they buy, if you're a new buyer, in some places you can get a tax abatement, and then you don't have to pay any property taxes for like how many years usually it's 10 it's like 10 years you don't have to pay any property taxes so this is a way that the city thinks they're driving people to move in but now you have this couple who like maybe they bought the house together in their early 20s they stay there for a little bit just until maybe they get married have that first kid and then suddenly these schools are so bad these schools in philly aren't good enough we're gonna move to the suburbs where they'll finally start paying taxes because they never paid any fucking property taxes into the school or into the community at all. And then they're complaining that the community is not good, but it's like, bro, you didn't help in any fucking way. Yeah. Anyway, I get really resentful about that shit. No, I know. Mm. I was going to get into it. I'm sorry I'm jumping ahead. (laughs) Yeah, no, you are. (laughs) I was going to try to lay this out in a timeline that made sense. But instead... I apologize. I'm not actually sorry. But this is the issue with all of this stuff in general, and especially whenever you end up talking about it, is you have to start from an area, a kernel, and then spread out from it. Yeah. Because with redlining in particular, Mm -hmm. again, it screwed over everything. Everyone in the system, but a small group of people. Yeah. And that small group of people that that made out the best were property developers and landlords. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so because of that, you end up with a inner city in every inner city for Mm -hmm. the most part that is completely decimated. But meanwhile, usually in the core, the actual true core of that city is where the jobs are. (laughs) So everyone still has to come to the city or still has to have some sort of connection to going downtown. Yep. But the inner ring around that downtown ends up being a no man's land. Yeah. Theoretically. Theoretically. There are many men there. A no man's land to investors. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's the thing is, is, is people keep looking at this of, oh, but look what they're doing to the people. It's like they never thought that people lived there. Yeah. They never viewed who lived there as people. No. They were looking at the buildings. Mm -hmm. And then they used racism to keep those buildings cheap Mm -hmm. and shit to make people move to the suburbs. And now those people have to commute into the city on regional rail to work at Comcast or GlaxoSmithKline or any of the other big corporations that are downtown. This is very Philly specific. But it happens in New York, Baltimore, and Chicago, the same thing. Well, the same, yeah, the same exact thing. Everybody just commutes in and then goes back to their houses in the suburbs where they feel safe and secure yes and so what you end up in these situations is over time this is another form of segregation mm-hmm. that slowly builds and you know while slowly. while the north i mean it was it was over decades yeah i know uh, while the north in the 60s is screaming at the south for having over segregation mm-hmm. the north is doing similar things the difference is 
instead of putting up a sign that says no black people, Mm -hmm. the North is slowly putting up a sign that says um, no sports, no basketball jerseys, uh, no Timberlands, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, you know, no no earrings. How are we going to get into Club Egypt? Yeah, exactly. It's just slowly, they're slowly putting up these things because, again, at these same time, there isn't, the credit rating system yet? Oh wow! So this is the only way that they choose. <sighs> Wait, what's are you a gonna let make me like the credit rating system? No, I'm not. Okay, good. <laughs> but for the listeners, realize that the credit rating system wasn't active in America until 1989. Oh my god! And one of the reasons the credit rating system rolled out in 1989 is because redlining officially was made illegal in 1977. Yeah. And there Official. was a moment in the in the early 80s where they were like, shit, I, I, it says I can't do a racism. <laughs> and, and I wasn't, it, it's, you know, listen, we were doing the racism, but we kept saying it's because it was behind this, this line. Yeah. And anything behind the line, we were allowed to do a racism, we just didn't call it a racism. Yeah. But now the line's gone. I still want to do a racism. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So they created the credit, the credit rating and system. And now we're all getting boned. Yes. Again. Because, again, you end up in this situation where people, people think it's about one group. And yeah. it's not. It's being used against everyone. When I keep using South Philadelphia because we live there. But when you take those families, they think they're getting a good deal. Yeah. The families who move to the suburbs and keep, I'm going to use this, this hypothetical example. The family that keeps grandma's house yeah. and is renting it out, mm-hmm. not putting any updates into it, of course. not giving a shit. Yeah. What they're doing is, hey, I'm going to rent this out for back in the day, 500 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Oh my what, God. I know. Shut up. It sounds good now, but it was terrible then. Yeah. 500 bucks a month. So I'm going to get 500 bucks a month. End of the year, I get $6,000, Yeah, right? So I got $6,000. The house uh, doesn't have a mortgage on it. Mm -hmm. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a mortgage on it. The house is worth, like we said before, $50,000 this time. Yeah. Because it hasn't gone up that much in value. I can go get a mortgage for 80% of that. Yep. And I can get that mortgage, so now I got a big slug of money. Yep. Start so now I have cash. That's because they start a construction company. Well, you could start a construction company or... Or you can turn around and buy the house next door to your mom's house. Yeah. And now you have two. And they're cheap. And the thing is, is most people wouldn't want to, aren't going to be investing in these neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Because you can always find somebody, you can get a hard money lender, which is non-traditional, basically a Shylock, who, if you don't pay them back, will break your kneecaps. Yeah. But you can get some form of money here. And it's also going to be at a higher rate. Yeah. So because the rate's higher, well, who's going to pay back the mortgage? I'm not paying back the mortgage. I don't live in this house. It was my mom's house. What am I going to do? I'm going to charge more rent. Yeah. And then over time, you get these series of, of slumlords and landlords and all these different things who <gasps> aren't investing back in. Now, back to what you were saying yeah. before about food deserts. Yeah. It's also job deserts. Yeah, for sure. And it's also every other type of desert. So what you end up is, again... These major companies can't and won't don't want to overtly do a racism. Okay. They don't want to they don't want to be overt about it. They don't want to say, hey, you we gotta don't, be secret in your racism. You gotta be. And here's the thing is now you've built up statistics mm-hmm. 
that you say, look, I'm not doing a racism. All I'm doing is I'm looking at where I'm going to build my new company, my new yeah. company headquarters. And people are going to move from all over the country to work at my company. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to build it next to the neighborhood where the houses never accrue in value. Also, there's no that's nothing fun to do around here. Mm-hmm. There's no movie theaters. Yeah. There's no uh there's no no, no clubs. Yep. There's no targets. Need a right? target. You need a target, you know, yeah. you know, Kmart, any of these different things. There's there's no amenities around here. Mm-hmm. And that begins to snowball. Yeah. More and more and more and more and more. So again, the things that make you want to, the location is what a lot of people end up buying their home for when you're in a buyer's market and you can kind of choose. <laughs> Not in the last couple years. You just <laughs> take whatever years, the fuck you get. Just like, I'll buy this shack you got. Yeah. The hot water heater exploded this morning. I'll take it. What no is inspection. It? This is a Barbie dream house. Yeah. My, my <gasps> wife and three kids can live in here. Um, I would absolutely buy a Barbie dream house. No, can no, you I mean, see like, the Barbie movie as soon as it comes out. Okay. Like, okay. Down. Can we stick on the, the topic at oh, all? And yes, we're going to go see Barbie. The Barbie movie. Okay, yes, perfect, we're going to go great. see the Barbie movie. All right. And we're also going to see Oppenheimer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Barbie movie first. No, you need to see Oppenheimer first. You need to be sad <laughs> and then be brought back to Barbie. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So here, here's the thing. Yeah. You end up in this cycle, like I said, mm-hmm. where it just keeps spreading and spreading. And that's how you then slowly end up now all the way here in the 2020s mm-hmm. in digital redlining. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So digital redlining is where companies charge more. So it's the same idea back in the day. You call someplace. Oh, I want to get food for delivery. Okay, cool. What's your zip code? It's this. Oh, yeah, you, we don't deliver to that zip code. Yeah. All right? Or if you really want me to come out, it's going to be $15 delivery fee. Yeah. Which is what companies like Staple, Staples and others were starting to do over time. Mm-hmm. But what they said was, no, it was the people who live further from a Staples were charging them more. Well, it's like, yeah, bro, but you spent 35 years using data to only put your Staples centers mm-hmm. in locations where people who were black or not making a lot of money weren't going to be nearby because your excuse was, well, they don't need office supplies mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they don't have they don't have traditional businesses. So what do they need staplers and and printer paper for? To start so, the revolution. So we again, need to start putting up signs. So again, it it ends up being this cycle that runs through repeatedly, and you start to see it in more and more places. As the property values keep going down, the te- property taxes go down. As the property taxes go down, the schools get worse. So streets now less worse. people, the Potholes. streets go worse. Yeah, exactly. Over time, the things that you pay. Oh my God, we into, should tell the mayoral candidates of Philadelphia. Like, let's like, let's just like potholes are from racism. Okay. If you fix the potholes, we can, this would be a good slogan. We need mm-hmm. to figure out how to verbalize this correctly because they need to know. These potholes are from racism, and I need them fixed. And yeah. the racism fixed. Thank you so much. Another another part of redlining is insurance rates. Homeowners insurance? All insurance. Oh, okay. So, I mean, our insurance was higher when we lived in the, in Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, now, our car kept getting hit. <laughs> our car didn't get getting hit. Well, because part of it is your car's parked on a street in yeah, front of a house. Don't. It happens. It, it happens. Everybody just hits everybody in the but city. But they would say, hey, you live in this specific zip code in Philadelphia. Oh. But if you lived one zip code over, it wouldn't be as high. And they said, well, crime's higher in your area. Mm-hmm. Well, again, there's less jobs. Yep. There's less amenities. The houses are worth less. 
Nobody is ever able to build up that equity to get to break the cycle. You don't want me to start screaming about how it's because they're over-policed in those areas and how the police aren't in the suburbs yeah, 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 yeah. arresting okay. rich people who okay. are doing the same crimes. Okay, 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 okay. We're okay. talking about economics. Oh, I'm trying. I know, I know. It's just like when I was in econ class, I get I get sleepy and I need to think about other things. No, I know that. I know, I know. But we're just trying to stick <laughs> to the economic part of it now because, again, if you start spiraling out to the rest of this, yeah. there's also going to be groups of people who aren't going to listen at all because I said the fucking word racism. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I have to, we, we want to bring these arguments back to the exact core of this, which is mm. you dumb fucks out there have been getting fucked over time and time again yeah. by rich people. And it's always rich people who sit around at a fucking country club and draw a map. And what they basically did over time when drawing that map was say, we're going to suppress this area so much mm-hmm. That eventually, so everyone moves to the suburbs to the point where then no one can afford to live in the fucking suburbs. So they all start moving back to the city. And that point, it'll be so cheap. And when we can tell the demographic to shift enough that people who are actually making enough money are moving to the city, we can then jack those prices through the roof. Mm -hmm. So unless they're first or second wave gentrifiers coming in who are now annoying people by fucking existing, that they can't fucking actually find a place to live. So it's just a system over and over again that is designed to keep us on this hamster reel that is convincing us that we are running away from threats that are actually just human beings trying to survive, Mm -hmm. while in reality, we are being chased from one place to another consistently over time because we're trying to make enough money to build equity for ourselves so eventually our children don't have to deal with the deep-seated resolve that is being pushed against them so that their kids can't get an education. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Their, their kids can't get healthcare someday. So you end up in this cycle over and over and over again. And yes, policing is a big part of it and a bunch of other stuff, but I'm trying to keep that down a little bit in this discussion. Okay. Because people don't look at the fucking economic factor of it. Yep. Because they just look over and go, Oh no, a black person moved in our neighborhood there goes our there goes our property values. And it's like, yeah, dude, that is what they've done for a hundred years. Which is such a crazy fucking idea. Yeah. That a person moves into a house near you and that lowers the value of your home. And then instead of being like, hey, what a fucking insane system we've built here that a person existing somehow lowers the value of my home. Like they get mad at the neighbor. Yeah. Instead of like, hey, maybe this is fucking insane and here's the thing yeah they used to use that in neighborhoods it was called blockbusting. Mm-hmm. what they would do certain investors would buy a house yeah and then sell it to a black family okay so the black family would move in yeah and then that same investor would paper the neighborhood and go now there's one of them next thing you know there'll be two And so then all the neighbors are like, I don't want to be caught holding the bag of this house that's soon going to be worthless. Okay. Because now if I go to an open market where people know black people live here and we're also fucking racist. Oh, my God. Right? This this guy, I did not know about this. This is dark as hell. Okay, hold on. So these same guys Uh who sold the house to the black family are walking around the neighborhood being like, oh, they're doing a racism. Oh, you're over there. You're over there on Neald Street. You're on Neald Street. Mm-hmm. Her that neighborhood's getting dark. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's going to want to buy your house soon. Mm-hmm. You, gotta, you, better get out, you better sell your house before more people find out. Okay. Oh, how much you buy your house for? 100000 Wow. I'll give you 80 cash. And the guy's looking at it. He goes, I can get 80 cash now or I don't know. Yeah. And when you look at it on a graph like the stock market, it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. And that's called blockbuster. They would do this over and over and over again. And so, again, that's what I mean of black bodies were used as economic weapons mm-hmm. by, by against their own will. Yeah. In some cases, without them knowing. Because the black family's thinking, great, I finally get to move into a good neighborhood. Yeah, they're hype. They're hype. I get to and move into a good neighborhood. And that makes my way- heart hurt. Yeah, I get to finally move into the good neighborhood with the good schools. Yeah, then you know they worked really hard to save up money. Yes. It was like their dream. Yes. They're finally making it. Yes. And then they're, it's, oh my God, that's so awful. I hate that so much. Yes. And that was a system of, that was used. Mm-hmm. And again, to go back to get this through everyone's minds, this same thing, do you not see how both the racist white and the black family are being screwed over at the same time yeah. by rich people who are standing in the background going, tee Yeah. Now, if you're a crazy fucking bigot who are like, well, okay, I can see the bigotry, you're going to now blame Jews. God, babe, I thought we were no, going to no. have an episode without blaming Jews. I know. We don't have a no-Nazi button yet, but we'll get there. But... <sighs> Some people, yeah. you'll hear this argument. Now, realize you're hearing this from a Jew himself, mm-hmm. but some people will then start to claim, hey, this is part of that cycle. When it's not, because this happens also in areas where there aren't Jews. Yeah, Protestants. Yeah, it's constant. <laughs> it's constant. And it's and it, we've seen this throughout time as this goes on. Yeah. So uh, back to uh, different forms of redlining, because this is... There's environmental redlining is another part of it. Mm-hmm. All the like the dirty factories that pollute everything are in the yep. bad neighborhoods. Yep, I know about that's that. a part of it. But also things like um, you know in Southwest Philadelphia, mm-hmm. that's where we keep the um, the Sunoco plant. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, that's yeah, yeah. exactly what I was saying. All yeah, no, but that, that's an like oil refinery. No, no, but for our listeners, oh. it's an oil refinery. Yeah, it's an oil refinery in the city. And if you go to the redlining map of Philadelphia, uh-huh. and you look to the bottom left, there's a big red area. Yeah. Then, then when they were d- debating on where to put an oil refinery, they're like, there. Yeah. Because again, the land's also cheaper for them to buy people out outright. So they show up and say, I'm going to build an oil refinery. I want to, I need 15,000 acres. Mm-hmm. I'll buy it in the redlined area. And as I'm buying it, more and more people are going to want to sell because they're not going to want to live next to the, Oil refinery. Oil refinery. That blows up like a lot. A lot. Like a lot. Like I feel like in my lifetime, it's like enough that I've I've been like, oh, not again. Do you remember? (laughs) Remember the funny part actually was when because we had a house in South Philadelphia, yeah, and we had moved to the suburbs and we were trying to sell the house. Oh yeah. And then one day the oil refinery blew up again, and I was (laughs) literally pulling up the heat map, and I'm like, it hasn't hit us. It's. Yeah, uh, well, like we we're looking God. at it, and we're like, oh, well, maybe we can just maybe the house is just oh, condemned forever. No, and it was, like, it was a two part brain, uh, Matt. Like, thing, I was like, what if it blows up the house and we don't have to worry about selling it? Or, uh, this is back in the day when we actually had to like wait for someone to buy a house, yeah, it took months, it took months and months, and uh, yeah, we were like, well, maybe it blew up the house, maybe this thing that happened all the time could have been useful, no, and no, no, 
But it's also one of those things, too. So you have an oil, oil refinery in the neighborhood. Okay, cool. So now you start to see, because of the smoke, you start to see more people getting asthma. Yeah. Because of having more cars, because the highway's running through. Oh more God, people with yeah. that. Because there's less trees now, because, again, we're, we're not keeping up any of the plant life that's out there. Yeah. You know, maybe you're not maybe because there isn't enough property taxes anymore and because the area is now considered so undesirable, there's no reason to cut down weeds. So you have six foot tall weeds in a neighborhood mm-hmm. on an empty lot. Bamboo right? overrunning the joint. Overrunning it. Mm-hmm. So now you have increased amounts of ticks. So now you have more Lyme's disease. Yeah. There's all these different things that happen over and over again. And what it took was until the 70s that people in these neighborhoods, people in in the inner cities, we're trying to come up with ways. They're like, well, how do we make our city better? You know, like buying back the block, all these different things. Yeah. It wasn't until a few of them actually got into banking and then were handed the racism maps. Yep. That they went, what the fuck? You have a racism map? Like, yeah. no, no, no. We just, we just don't <laughs> want people living in this inner city. We want people to move to the suburbs. They're like, but mm-hmm. I can't live in the fucking suburbs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because I can't afford to move there because the house that my family was able to buy in 1910 yep. is worth nothing. Yeah, on purpose. Exactly. I know. And this is exactly what they don't want taught in schools in Florida and schools in Texas and any of these things. So that way you have stupid chuds that can claim online, look, it's genetic. Oh my God. Even though we have created the system over time, Mm -hmm. that is only going to give us the same result over and over and over again. And this also happens to the Asian community. Yep. This also happens to the Hispanic community repeatedly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's traditionally, it happened to the black community and also, don't forget, the Native American communities. Mm. Yep. So this is repeatedly going to happen. And I would always like to remind people it all happened on the backs of poor whites. Yeah. Who were convinced, run away. Yep. While in the background, a rich guy went, tee hee hee. Now, how far out? I'm picturing the rich guy as the Monopoly man with the top hat and the monocle. Yeah. I'm just saying that. Yeah, 100%. Okay, great. But again, this is always going to be, and I'm, I know I've said again a thousand times. Class warfare. It is. I know. It is. And and when we get into, when you get into the 80s and mm-hmm. you get into credit reports, Ugh. let me explain to people credit reports for a Oh, God. I'm going to do this and then we'll get an a, we'll take a break. We'll do an <laughs> A choice, okay? I'm going to go take a nap. You're going to need to. <laughs> Credit reports are an algorithm is what people need to understand. Okay. Like TikTok. Yeah. It's a black box algorithm. So what you get with a credit report, if you own a home, Mm -hmm. that's a plus. Yay. You pay your mortgage every month. Whoopity-doo. That's a plus. Okay. Hey, you pay, uh, you get a credit card. All right. You only, you, you know, you have a little bit of a balance on it, but it's less than half the balance. That's a plus. Nice. All right. Okay. Starting to see what I'm getting? Hey, you got a car loan. That's a plus. You keep paying it. Oh, okay. All right. Let's do some traditional negatives. All right. You missed a payment on your car loan. Okay. That's a minus. All right. That's just but like a little minus because okay. you you've paid it the next month. You got it all caught up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, you know what? Um, you have too much. You got a credit card for ten thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and you have a nine thousand dollar bond ba- balance on it. Mm-hmm. You're only doing minimum payments. Okay. That's a minus. Okay. Even though they gave you up to 10, you should be able to use up to 10. Yeah, right. But you should be, listen, we want a good borrower. You're being pretty risky here. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. It's a lot of interest you're going to pay. It's going to take you forever to pay that off. So that's a minus. 
Um, <laughs> hey, you uh, you have a, a phone bill? Yeah. You pay it every month? For sure. That doesn't mean anything. That's a uh, zero. What about my utilities? That's a zero. We oh, don't we don't care about that. Shit. But if I you pay, pay if you pay it every month, that's a zero. We don't care. What about medical bills? Uh, did you pay it? No. <laughs> that's a big minus. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, by the way, your utilities. Yeah. Uh, I know we don't care if you paid it. Yeah. But did you miss a payment? One time. That's a minus. It's a big minus. Son of a bitch. But I yeah. get no credit if I do pay it on time? That's a big minus. 
ex- exceedingly. Yeah. So you have these people who are at home who are busybodies who are watching everyone. Let love like being judgmental. Karen. Love being judgmental. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I and see. so we took this job from the Karens and they're taking it out on Starbucks. <laughs> they're like, say Merry Christmas. But back to the credit report. So, so literally you would have lenders back in the day where they would sit down someone would show up say i would like to get a mortgage to buy a house in the neighborhood mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you would have to have a character witness yeah you know you go with your pay stubs as well you need to also point out that uh you probably had to be a man oh you 100 percent had to be a man it, there was no lady walking in allowed to just buy a house no no unless she already had a shit ton of money yeah that was is, given to her from a man probably yeah but from the husband she killed oh my god i hope so <laughs> so anyway you get these scores with 800 or 400, yeah. right? With a credit report. Well, let's say you lived in one of these red line areas. Okay. All right. There's no jobs around. Mm-hmm. Your rent's insane. Yep. And the house is falling apart around you. Mm-hmm. You can't own a car. Nope. Because you can't get any any sort of lending mm-hmm. because you don't can't get a good job. Yeah. You got to use public transportation. Mm-hmm. It's underfunded. Yeah. And you don't go to good schools. Yep. Because... The property taxes are so low that they aren't paying enough to get good education, to get the right books, mm-hmm. teachers, et cetera. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So violence is growing, all those different things. So you miss, hey, you got to float the, you got to float one of the bills this month. Yeah. So you float it. It gets sent to collections. That's a minus. Now, you've never had anything in your entire life. You've never been reported to the credit agency. Okay. You've, in positive or negative. You've mm-hmm. never been able to get a car loan. You've never been able to get anything. Mm-hmm. You are starting out with a minus. Yeah. So now you're going to have to work twice as hard to ever get a credit card or a card loan or especially a mortgage mm-hmm. to get a plus, which is how you end up with a group of people who the bank will allow their landlord to charge $1,700 a month, Mm -hmm. but the person themselves can't get a mortgage for $800 a month because the bank says, we're worried that you won't be able to pay this $800. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I've been paying $1,700. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I recall. To someone else's equity. Yep. Who can then repeatedly take out mortgages on that property and then use that mortgage as an excuse mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. charge more rent next time. Yeah, I just like I know like I know that you know how much I dislike landlords, but like well, <laughs> this really just leans into it. So it's just like why why do you hate landlords? So, so with that, we're, we're gonna take disturbed. a little break. Yeah, I need to feel joy again. Yeah, and maybe I'll go get a, di- a can of diet doctor. So let, how how you're gonna feel joy? We're gonna talk about homeowners associations. Oh, Christ. I feel like it's this not is gonna, what the people voted this for. This is not what I wanted to hear. This is what the millions <laughs> and millions of Pearl Maniacs voted for. <laughs> oh, All right. Okay, I'll see you. Maybe the then, then maybe you can read me a book about a bisexual woman. Did that make you feel better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta nice. add. It. I gotta throw some air horn in for you. you. Just, just bring you. I up. need some goddamn dopamine. <laughs> yeah, there was that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot because the it's history of redlining is a lot. Yeah, I know. It's and the thing is, is like you were saying earlier, the people who live in it are like, yeah, I see it all the time, and I'm like, yeah, but if you pull back, yeah, when you pull back and look at the maps, 
you start to really see it. If you take those same maps and overlay them now with current population demographics, Mm -hmm. it's the same. I know. It's the same. Now, in 50, 60 years, if we still have a nation, uh, if (laughs) if humanity still exists. I mean, give or take. You know, if by 2051, when we paid off our mortgage... Those demographics might have shifted some. It's going to be Mad Max. It's going to be Mad Max, but also you might actually see a shift. So it's important now for us to realize it. Yeah. So when we're talking about this 10 more years down the line, Mm -hmm. we can understand more of it. And again, like you were saying, it does get into that over-policing and all those different things. There are so many other levels to this with redlining. And how it is a self-fulfilling prophecy of racism. Yeah. And then everybody that doesn't live in the city is like, oh, city's so dangerous. Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, it's really, it's not, man. Yeah. It's Sometimes it's a bummer, yeah. But like, it's not as bad as people that aren't here think. So let's have fun now. Can we please have fun? Yes. This is a fun podcast. Yeah. So let's talk about homeowners let's... associations. Oh, my God. No. Oh, I forgot that that was on the back end of this. Yeah, I had to get into the redlining first to, <sighs> because again, you this had to is, lull me into a sense of safety with redlining. Yeah, so Gross. that so so redlining, I, I explained to you how that screwed over poor whites. Yeah, right. Yeah, and all the other people it was associated with who were still screwed. It over screwed over everybody. The answer yes, is everyone. Everyone, homeowners associations are the second grift on top of the first one. Yeah, so. Oh, he's okay. I had to take a sip of water. I just drank an entire can of Diet uh, Dr. Pepper in under a minute. So, all of you guys have probably heard HOA horror stories. Oh. And you're like, well, how can they do this? Again, starts off with old racist grandpa. (laughs) It's just right there. But this started actually before HOAs actually started before redlining. Redlining started in 1935. The first HOA was formed around 1905. Okay, where where did these start? Uh, Southern California in Los Angeles County. Should have known. Yeah. Should have fucking known. Uh, the Los Feliz Improvement Association in Los Angeles was founded in 1916, mm-hmm. and the Arroyo Seco Improvement Association was founded in 1905. So I'm blaming California for this. Yes. Okay. Great. Um. So they these uh organizations. Mm-hmm. I had to take another sip of water. Are the fastest growing form of home construction and new homes in the United States. Yeah, I know. Because when we were looking for a house, there, a there lot were of them. so many houses with HOAs. Yep. And I said from day one, I was like, I will live anywhere, but I can't be in an HOA. Yeah. And I'm really glad we didn't end up in one. Yeah. I, it, so, it wouldn't have worked because, again, just like me yelling at city council, you're not going to tell me, you're not going to give me rules. If I'm paying my mortgage, you're not allowed to give me rules. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. And the <laughs> rules, depending on what HOA you're in, mm-hmm. the rules are insane. Yeah. Now, there is a place. I will start at the very top. Okay. I will say one positive. Okay. It'll be the only positive for HOAs. All right. When dealing with common use in a neighborhood, mm-hmm. having an organization for a common area yeah. where everyone ships in. Yeah, like cute what, little gardens. Yeah, what, whether it be cute little gardens, an area, a retaining pools, which is a big part of it. I don't know what that is. We're going to get into it. Okay. Retaining pools. Maybe at the maybe you guys have a, a wall at the front of the building, you know, the front of the neighborhood where everybody comes in. Like, that's my parents' house. Yeah. They didn't have an HOA. 
but they when they when the development for the street was constructed, you know, mm-hmm. there was those, there's those two pillars at the front. Yeah. Those were originally walls. Okay. And it was like, here's our beautiful entrance. And the thing is, is no one actually kept up with that. Eventually, yeah. that construction company went away. Okay. And then one day, somebody realized the wall was collapsing. Yep, that sounds right. So they got people together in the neighborhood, and they raised enough money between each other because they're like, well, listen, if, if anyone else is ever going to sell our house, yeah. no one's going to drive down the street with the collapsing decorative wall in the front. Got it. So they got together, and then you know they made they, they came up with a plan, which is they pay a lawn care company to deal with that. Yeah. And it's like, there's, there's no rule. There's no charter. There's no covenant about this, any of that stuff. It's an informal agreement among the people living on my parents' street. Okay. Okay. That is actually at its core an HOA. Yeah. All right. It then spirals out of control. Mm-hmm. The original ones were actually, uh, also used to make sure uh, undesirable people didn't move into neighborhoods. Yep. Mm-hmm. Based on negative covenants. Okay. Wait a minute. You can make a covenant about who could live? Not anymore. Okay. But you could. Oh, God. And much like a country club mm-hmm. that won't allow Jews or black members. Yep. They said, by owning a home here, you're a member of the association. Mm-hmm. And association members are not allowed to sell their homes to black people or non-Christians. Mm-hmm. Whatever that, you know, non-Christians, whatever that means. So that would keep out Jews. Yeah. That would keep out Asians who hadn't converted mm-hmm. of all stripes. Yep. All black people. Yep. You know, all these different things. So as that grows yeah. over time. So, I mean, places, and this wasn't just in LA. This was also Seattle, Washington, uh, there was a covenant in Seattle, Washington, from Wikipedia. Covenant in Seattle, Washington neighborhood stated, quote, no part of said property hereby conveyed shall ever be used or occupied by any Hebrew or any person of Ethiopian, Malay, or any Asiatic race. That sounds like the state of Washington. Yep. For sure. Yep. That's definitely the state of Washington. Uh, eventually, in 1948, the U.S. is it Hebrew the language? That's just another way. They didn't want to just write Jews. <laughs> it's like, I okay. Yep. Also, uh, the Ethiopian, that's one state in Africa. Mm -hmm. So if you were Nigerian, you're in. Yeah. All right. So in 1948, the United States Supreme Court struck down these covenants. They said they were unenforceable. Yep. However, there were still private contracts that were kept alive. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Fair Housing Act of 1968 finally knocked that out. Okay. Um, But again, HOAs still have ways of- 68. 1968. Yeah, you know. Yep. Just not that long ago. Yeah. Point that out. Um, HOAs are very big also in condos. I know. And especially in in type of thing. Now, one thing that drives me crazy when I look at HOAs mm-hmm. is you have HOA fees. Yep. And this is actually making be a big me pay thing. for rules. Yes. Ugh. And what they'll do is they'll say, no, this is for common upkeep. Now, some of them will say things like, hey, you know, by paying into the HOA, eventually when you need a new roof. The HOA covers the roof. If you need new side, the outside of the house, mm-hmm. lawn care. Yeah. Now, I said retaining pools earlier. Mm-hmm. In the 1970s, we had a thing called the Clean Water Act was passed. Yep. One of those things that it said is whenever you have new construction, that's going to displace a lot of uh, natural lands. Yeah. You have to build retaining pools. So if you drive around here we're, we're in, in the suburbs, 
mm-hmm. and you go to some of these new construction areas, okay, you will find there's always a big pond. Yeah. That's actually that. a retaining pool. So because there's so much runoff yeah. that comes because you've removed all the trees, you've removed all the plant life. Oh my God. And the ground no longer absorbs as much water. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you're spraying it with pesticides because you don't want to see any dandelions because- uh, Lawns. Yeah, it's lawns. <laughs> So all of that runs, all of that eventually runs off into those ponds. Oh, God. Those ponds then have a system that then runs into drains that eventually gets fed back into everything. Those have to be maintained. You can't just have a pond or else that's a cesspit. Yeah, because there's not like a sewer system. Yeah, not in the same way. So you have to have that treated and all those things. So early on, especially in the 70s, HOAs became more and more prevalent in new construction zones Mm -hmm. because, well, we have to put in a retaining area, retaining pond. So we have to, there has to be upkeep on it and we want to keep building homes. So the construction companies, as they built the homes, would form an HOA that said in the covenant, you all have to be a member of the HOA because you all have to pay for the retaining pool. Okay. Over time, they start adding in more things. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for the lawn care for the common areas. Yeah. You have to pay these things. And then also, you end up in these situations where they start adding on other rules for, quote, unquote, home value. Mm-hmm. All the houses have to be blue, right? <laughs> like Levittown. Levittown, yeah. Pennsylvania, this is another part that happens at the same time. Post-World War II, so you have red line districts mm-hmm. in, like, South Philly. Yep. And you have these people looking around who come back from war. They've been to Europe now. Mm-hmm. And they go, look, I've seen how Europeans live. As I was marching through France, like, why are we living in South Philadelphia? Like, the roast pork is good, but, like, the rest of this place sucks. <sighs> so, over, yeah, over time, <laughs> it's really good roast <laughs> it's so pork. Good. Everybody always talks about cheesesteaks. Fucking cheesesteaks. No one wants a goddamn cheesesteak. I want a hot roast pork with yeah. long hots on it. Yeah. So right, hear me out. When we're done this, do you want to like drive? We can take a drive. drive. We can take a drive. <laughs> so a guy, uh, uh, the, I think it was, I think they were brothers. I didn't look it up, but Levittown is formed in Pennsylvania. So oh that's God. north of Philadelphia. Yeah. So a lot of people start moving from Philadelphia north of it because they can mm-hmm. still, now they're also at the same time building the federal highway system. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, you used to walk to your job, but now, now you can get, live out in the suburbs because of the GI Bill, you can buy a house because yep. you're based. You're because you're uh, a soldier. If you're white, if you're white, because what the yeah. non-white GIs weren't able to buy the houses. Yep, you can get these little pink houses. Mm-hmm. And we also have rules that say you have to mow your lawn. Yep. So this way, you this way you're not you know you're not making a bad investment. This is how it's sold. You know you're not making a bad investment. All your neighbors have to do a minimal amount mm-hmm. of of upkeep. Yep. No one's allowed to do anything crazy. Yep. Like, paint their house black one day. Mm-hmm. No one's allowed to just, you know, randomly start putting in weird stuff all in the front lawn. They can't fill the front lawn full of angel statues. Why won't anyone let me live? I know. So they put up these rules, and everyone goes, ah, oh, that seems reasonable, because that way my home won't lose value. Because the one thing a lot of people always worry about is when they buy a house, mm-hmm. which when you and I were looking at, like, we looked at some duplexes that are connected. <sighs> yeah. And my thing was always like, well, we don't know who's on the other side of that wall. Yeah. And from living in Philadelphia, living in row homes, you learn that you need to know who the fuck you need to know who's on both sides. (laughs) You need to know who your neighbors are, y'all. Yeah, and one of the things I if your neighbors got roaches, you got roaches. Yep. Your neighbor sells uh, heroin. 
you live next to a, a flop house, my friend. Yeah. So you need to know that kind of stuff. If your next door is a guy named Gary who's a Vietnam vet who's growing pot in his basement and smokes pot all day. And He's loves, a good man. And loves to play Street Fighter 2 pinball. Because he has it in his living room. Because he, has he doesn't his li- have a couch. Yeah. <laughs> Gary was the goat. Gary was the shit. <laughs> Dude. And he had that big Rottweiler that was just like goofing yeah. around. And he had a But fucking- then on the other side, uh, that other side of that house was, um, there was a dead body, remember? Because all the flies were in the window. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, why are these flies? And then they, somebody called like a thing and it turns out whoever was in there died. Yeah. Anyway. But again, you want to know who your neighbors <laughs> you are. You need to know who your neighbors are. To a degree. Are. To a degree. <laughs> Gary, I miss you, dude. Gary, uh, the goat. Listen. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Gary yeah. was the coolest. Gary was one of our coolest neighbors. I, I, he used to get high, and he would always forget he had already showed me the tattoo he got in Tijuana. <laughs> so it was like every conversation I knew to end it, because Gary was like, ow, ever show you this cool tattoo I got? Yeah. And it was it was literally- Gary like, saved my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he did. But um, it was, the tattoo was of a weed leaf. Yep. Smoking a joint. Yeah. He and I was, was like, really he was cool. thought it was the coolest tattoo, and it was so bad. It was a terrible tattoo. Oh. And I remember being like, Gary, that's cannibalism, honestly. <laughs> but anyway, back to this. So that's how it's sold to people is hey, all the houses are going to look the same, so all the houses are going to be of the same value. Yeah. Sounds like communism to me. But anyway, whoa, that's how whoa, it's sold whoa. to them. So people start to accept these rules. Now, over time, HOAs have to have boards. So the people Wait, also you I again this is very specific as someone just yeah. his experiences but Levittown is now a trash hole. Yeah, it's a shithole. Le- Levittown has been uh obliterated by the opioid epidemic. Yes. And every those houses have not been kept up. Mm-hmm. And uh when people say, "Oh, they're in Levittown," that has a very specific meaning. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good place anymore. Not anymore. But mm-hmm. in the 50s, yeah. 70s, even into the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, these are the places that are safe where kids can go out at night, mm-hmm. you know, all that different, you know, until until dark, like all that different stuff. The idea of you don't have to lock your doors, all those things. And part of that also comes from this idea of the HOAs, which is much like condo boards, the HOA has to approve who you're selling the house to. Yeah. You could want to sell it to somebody and the HOA could step in and go, oh, we looked at it. They don't, they don't fit the description. Oh, Hebrews. Not just Hebrews, though, but they could sit there and say, hey, you know, this person, I don't like the industry this person works in. Mm, okay. You know, she's a pole dancer. Oh. Okay. Moral clauses. All these different things can start to come into it over time. And the HOA ends up having final vote. They can also say, much like the credit reports mm-hmm. and much like, hey, no Timberlands, mm-hmm. no jerseys mm-hmm. at the club on a Friday. Mm-hmm. They can also say, hey, they have to have at least a 720 credit score. Yeah. They have to be making X amount of money a year. They have to be doing these certain things. And you end up writing a rule that says no black people by describing everything but the color of their skin. Yeah. You describe their economic situation that then boxes them out completely. Yeah. So there's no way they're ever going to be able to get it. So you end up in these these things. So the HOAs have boards. Mm-hmm. The boards are supposed to be elected. Yeah. Um, it's always a huge issue. Yeah. Because again, you end up now. I'm I'm, I'm fast forwarding to modern day two situations. You have homeowners associations. That are actually run by homeowners, mm-hmm. and we all know the the terrors, the tyrants, uh, if and you, the horror wait, if stories. People, we, maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't know. There are people that could not know. But if you, after you're done listening to this podcast, and you want to know what we're talking about, 
there is a Reddit page that H- sometimes Alex and I read to each other. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, what, it's uh, the HOA H- horror stories. HOA horror stories. And it talks, people tell their real life stories about the horrors of living under HOA rule. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel for them. I do. Yeah. But uh, also, I do need to laugh sometimes. Also, side note, because it's it's kind of the same. Yeah. Is uh, malicious compliance subreddit is my favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it feels yeah. like real good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And HOAs yeah. are often in there. Because yeah. HOAs, again, these are, in, in a lot of these cases, these are non-professionals trying to write legislation for a town. Oh, my God. Because that's what you end up, en- end up in this situation with. Yeah. HOAs are a private government mm-hmm. over these towns. Yeah. And once the board is in, for the most part, there are some rules and regulations depending on your state mm-hmm. on what they can and can't do. But the enforcement of those rules is very lax. Yeah. Incredibly lax. Yep. So that's the one situation. Okay. The what's other the other situation one? you end up with? Because remember I mentioned before how the contractors typically start the HOAs. Yeah. And they write them into the covenants and all these things. One thing they'll often do is they'll often, the second the HOA gets to a certain, the, the, the community that they're building gets to a certain size, mm-hmm. they'll sell the HOA to you? a private HOA company. What? Wait, I had no idea that that, I just always thought it was the, like the group of old people that have nothing better to do. No, no. Okay. The contractors what? will start them. Okay. Okay. And the thing is, is because the contract, let's say you have a hundred homes. Yeah. Okay. Before it hits 50, Mm -hmm. the contractors actually, as the homes are being built, they own the majority of the land that is tied in the HOA organization. Mm -hmm. So they actually have, they are the most homeowners. Mm -hmm. So they can make decisions on what the HOA is and its rules before the homeowners can. Great. Because they're like, hey, I own 70% of the homes. Only 30% of them are currently occupied. Mm -hmm. So I get seven votes for every 10. Now, there are some states where there are restrictions on that that will say, no, the home, the the contractor has one vote. Yeah. And then each each house gets one vote. The company that they sell it to, why I'm nervous. Mm -hmm. What, What kind of company runs HOAs? There's that's literally a billion dollar industry. It is. It's a huge industry. Shut up. Yeah, and they'll be they'll typically be housed in other states, and yeah. they'll oversee. They're basically large property management companies. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you're in an HOA that has one of these, mm-hmm. you own your home, but you're also renting it from the HOA. You, he's using air quotes with his fingers. Yes, I'm doing giant <laughs> giant air quotes. Because when we were looking for homes, one thing that used to drive me crazy is you can sit there and go on Zillow, right? And they're like, this home is is $300,000. Yeah. So you type in your mortgage and it goes back when we were looking and mortgages were like three and a half percent. It was like, oh yeah, your monthly payment is, is like $1,800 a month with escrow. Then you start adding in HOA fees. And a lot of these HOAs around here were like, yeah, it's $415 more a month. And I'm like, well, what am I getting for that? Like lawn care? I'm like, I can mow my fucking lawn. Yeah. Again, I'm pay- giving him a look uh, because we're waiting one more week <laughs> for I mow the lawn. All right. Once I, you know, I actually like mowing the lawn. So fuck off. But, but these things start to build and build and build. Yeah. And so you end up with a situation where it's like, yeah, but if you, if you default on any of those fees over time, they can put a lien against your house. Yeah. And eventually you can be in such a default that they can force you to sell. Yeah. 
And they'll sue you. And they'll sue you. Mm-hmm. And if you finally do sell the house, they want you to, you have to pay out their fees first. Mm-hmm. So you end up in this weird situation where you can be underwater to the, you can own your house outright and be underwater to the HOA. And a lot of people end up in this situation, specifically older people. Yes. So with these covenants, the other situation you end up with too is a lot of people think of HOAs as, oh, this is 25 houses. Mm -hmm. You have some HOAs that cover 16,000 houses. What? And here's the thing. Mm. I know what you're thinking. Why would a local government allow this? Remember when I was talking about property taxes earlier? Yep. Okay. So if you have a developer comes in and they're building new roads mm-hmm. in their little HOA community, right? With cul-de-sacs. Yeah. And they got stop signs. Maybe they put in speed bumps at the entrance. Oh, they definitely do. They always put they're in speed like, bumps. They're like, lower your music. Oh, yeah. You Slow know down. You know, we're going to put a gate at the front, too. Got to put a gate. We're going to put a gate. It's just a gate house. No There's one ever's in, in there, ever. Yeah. Oh, so you have to call somebody and they don't buzz it, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's just, there, there's no bars. We're just oh. putting it there. It looks cute. Makes oh. you feel like, you know, it's a gated community. Any of those things. Well, here's the thing. You know who's not paying for that? The city. Yeah, the city or the township. Yeah. Yeah. So so the, the city or the township is not paying for that. Okay. They're not paying for the private roads. Mm-hmm. But if you... if So they like that. They like that because... They would have to raise taxes or spend money to, to keep up those and roads. And it starts to look nice. It starts to look nice. Mm-hmm. So, hey, and now because that's here, all the other property values are going up. So you're like, oh, that's awesome. And also now. We got people to buy things at the store. We got people to buy things at the store. But also now those houses, we're going to put property taxes on those houses. So great. I can take the property taxes from those houses and I can put that to go fix maybe some of these other roads and maybe build a better school. Okay. Okay, great. That sounds great, right? Yeah. Until the people who live in the HOA who realize they're paying $400 a month or whatever the fee is. Yeah. And then at the end of the year also have to pay property taxes. Mm-hmm. They go, I'm paying double. Yeah. I'm paying double. Yeah, they are. We should lower everyone's property taxes. Oh, I see where that's going. Okay. So it's slowly the- over time, you end up with a private government mm-hmm. here that people are paying for because they feel like they get better services. Yeah. So now, because they're fighting so hard to lower property taxes, the sidewalks get worse in another neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The roads, the potholes get worse in another neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The schools get a little worse. And then they send their kids to charter schools. Yes, or mm. private schools. Mm-hmm. So slowly you watch as all of these things that, that is common for everybody gets worse because some people ended up in a situation by choice or otherwise, yeah, that they have to already pay more to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not that $415 a month or whatever it is, is actually being used for these roads, that's a different story. Yeah. Because there's a lot of graft. <laughs> yeah. And a major story actually just dropped on this. Really? Yeah. So this actually happened in our favorite place in the world. Oh, uh, Florida? Yes. So this is from... <laughs> I won't even cross the border to go into that place. This is from The Real Deal. The uh, Real Deal. Yeah, real estate news. Uh, and this is uh, this is down in Miami, in Florida. Oh, Miami. Uh, there is a town... Not It's not so much a town. It's in the Miami area. It's a development. It's called The Hammocks. Ooh, The Hammocks? Yes. That's fun. Yes. And um, there was a giant investigation. So basically... Down there, I think I have it somewhere in here of how many. Okay. The hammocks encompasses 6,500 single-family homes. Holy fuck. 
of 18,000 residents. All right. Spanning across 3,800 acres. Jesus Christ. And it makes up Southwest 120th and 88th Streets. Uh, between Southwest 147th and 60, 162nd Avenues in Miami. Okay. It's far bigger than the traditional HOA mm-hmm. that most state laws were dealt to, done to deal with. Mm-hmm. And it's actually larger than most uh, cities. Yeah, that's huge. It's actually larger uh, than where we live. Oh. Yeah. Holy shit. It is not. It is. It is under the government of the city of Miami. Yeah. But it also has its own private government. And what happened okay. was, because through HOAs. Yeah. What happened was, over time, uh, five people got elected to the board. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they came Ooh, in. Oh, did they abuse their power? Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they stole $2 million. What? $2 million in fees. So people were paying into these fees. Yeah. And they kept raising the rates. Yeah. They were also, also supposed to have public meetings. Okay. That's part of the rules. 2 p.m. on a Wednesday. No, just never. Four oh. and a half years. They just didn't have meetings. Oh, really? One of the members of the HOA, uh, Margley Gaglia Gallego. Oh, wow. That is the name. She was one of the presidents. Mm-hmm. Her husband, guess what he did? Guess what he did for a living? Real estate? No. <laughs> Next level is shady. Come on. Next. Oh, uh, oh, shady? So it's not real estate. Yep. Uh... Did any he uh, who's a scammer? He's a landlord. No. Oh, okay. I want you to think this through. Think it through. Okay. All right. It's an HOA. What mm-hmm. is the HOA? What I tell oh, you? Oh, does he own like a lawn care company? You're almost there. Okay, so it's not a lawn care. It, it, it's it is lawn care, but it's also like just general contracting services. Okay. So she was writing checks to him. Yeah, of course. To the, do stuff. To do the things around the HOA. Yeah. Hmm. Did none of it. Oh. For years. And all of them were involved with this. So they were just laundering money mm-hmm. through his and other vendor companies. Yeah. And then never following up while getting kickbacks themselves. So why didn't the people that live there freak the fuck out? So a couple things. Okay. So a couple things that the HOA can do to make sure that people don't freak the fuck out, okay. which is what these people did. So number one, some people who lived in the area did kind of notice, hey, this is kind of fucked up. And they wanted to deal with it. So the HOA board did what makes sense, which is they would send the private security force that operates under the HOA to mm-hmm. make sure that the town is nice and no one has to lock their doors. Yeah. And they would have them sit outside those people's houses. Threatening them. Nope. Just sit there. Just looking no, no, at no, them. No, no, no. That's intimidation. Uh, what are you, a lib? They're just sitting there. They're making sure the neighborhood's safe in their tinted out vehicle, clearly looking at through their windows with the binoculars. Okay. And then they started fining people. Anyone who spoke up would oh, get yeah, a the fine. fines. The fines. And time. they would start racking up the fines, and then they'd have to go to court, and they would just make people's lives a nightmare yeah. until eventually people, the people who were trying to fight against this... Had to move, or they got sued out. They got sued out. But in a lot of cases, they would give up, finally pay the fines, and then sell the house, because again, they can't sell the house until the fines are dealt with. Yeah. And then they're going to get more fines. Mm-hmm. And so this isn't about how tall your fence could be or whether or not the trash cans can be out Wednesday after 2 p.m. This yeah. slowly ends up being, you see, these, these rules end up being used as weapons by people who are robbing their neighbors. Yeah. So they eventually, eventually were able to hold a vote. Okay. Because so much was going on. 
Um, the vote, obviously, it's secret ballot. Okay. Do you know who oversees the vote? Um, probably the people that are doing the crimes. Yeah, you're right. The board oversees the vote. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not... It's not an independent group. It's not a local government. It's yeah. no one elected to this actually counts it. Mm-hmm. But to to make sure um, while the vote was supposed to happen one day, because everyone had to vote in person. Okay. On a ballot. Got it. Couldn't mail it in. No, never. And of course, it's held at like weird times. Two o'clock on a Wednesday. Yeah. But also just make sure, you know, just, just to let you know, they had to shut it down early. Why? Bomb threats. Smart. Yep. Got yep. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bomb threats. So the board won re-election. But even once everything became clear to everyone, uh, you know, like I said before, you know, how many thousands of people? 6,000. Or no, 18,000 people lived 18, there. 18,000 people, 6,500 uh, homes. Oh, yeah. Uh, when the election, I think, I don't have it in this article, but I read it in another one. It was only like 40% of homeowners still voted. Wow. Because again, if you're already dealing with all this other shit, yeah. it's so difficult. Difficult, and also you end up in a lot of these communities, especially because you see it Matt, being out here in the suburbs. When we lived on the block in South Philly, like we knew a bunch of our neighbors. Oh yeah. Since we moved out here, besides our one next door neighbor, and like nobody talks to each other out here. Nobody it's so talks weird. to each other because again, we're all getting into our cars and going to work. Yeah. When we were living in the city, we're all walking together to the subway. Yeah. We're all like kind of out on our front porch, you know, front stoops. Yeah. Like you see people like all the time. That There's was more big, chances. I mean, that was a big thing when we first moved out here is like a culture shock for me specifically. Um, yeah. Like Alex had to really like explain this to me because I was like, I don't understand why there is no community out in the suburbs. Like mm-hmm. there's there's not the same sense of community. Like there's not a block party. There's not there's it's just like you don't like some neighbors you would say hi to some people know each other but generally speaking it's just not the same and like it's interesting because i think we were talking about um halloween last year and how like there aren't a lot of trick-or-treaters yeah but a lot of people go to their churches to do the trunk and treat yeah and like that is weird because it's like again it's like you staying within this community but not your your overt community because again that's also part of that idea of fear yeah it's Fear. It's a hundred percent fear of your neighbors. Yeah. Which has been building, which is how you end up with organizations like this where, oh, I want to be in an HOA. I want this area to be safer. We're gonna pay for private security instead of paying for the police force. But the private security, all they can do is call the cops anyway. Mm-hmm. But now I'm paying all this money for all this shit that isn't being used. And why am I doing it? Because I want to live in a place where I'm not afraid of my neighbors. But I don't talk to my neighbors anyway. Know my neighbors because I come. I I have to drive far distance because of redlining. I can't live near my job, mm-hmm. so I have to drive a far distance every day. By the time I get home, I'm tired. Yep. We walk into the house. I eat a microwavable meal. I then sit down in front of my TV, or I pull out my phone and watch TikTok mm-hmm. or YouTube or whatever. I play a video game. At I, this HOA, you watch Fox News. Yeah. And get real scared of your neighbors and the inner city. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But this is all that part of it is is. Again, Again, and this is a green-lined area if you go back to it because it's on the edge mm-hmm. of Miami. Got it. It's not downtown where all the clubs are where it's fun and that and there's like ah, two streets next to it. Super fun. But then, you know, and then you, that's how it is every area where you go to. Yeah. You know, one, there's always this weird buffer zone of scary mm-hmm. between where people want to live and where people want to play. Got and it. That, it yeah. was, that, was, that was drawn into the maps. And HOAs are another way of then keeping you in a cocoon where you feel like you're safe 
But in reality, you're paying extra for literally nothing. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. There are areas of common good, but again, because people think it's cheaper to, mm-hmm. or actually because they feel like they have more control. Yeah. Okay. I don't want the, the city or, you know, the township or the county to come in and tell us, you know, in this neighborhood here in, you know, you know, here in Pine Falls, let's make up a fake, a fake mm-hmm. area that was just constructed, right? We got Pine Falls. We're out here. We're on the edge of, of a major city, and this is just a beautiful place. We have $400,000 homes. Yep. Right? First thing, I don't want anyone moving in here who's going to lower my property value. Okay. Okay? We're doing a racism out the gate. We're doing a racism. But also, I don't want anyone to change how their house looks because these are all condos that are put together, yep. right? We call them row homes, but now you know now it's a premium to have a house that stands alone. Mm-hmm. So we're building all these houses that are connected together. Well, I got to make sure the guy next to me that he's not playing loud music after nine. City ordinance says after eleven p.m. Nine. Well, in this town, uh oh, Pine now, Falls. In Pine Falls, you go to bed. You go to bed. <laughs> no loud noises. Also, I want to make sure that no one out here is renting. Oh, okay. Because I don't want to live next to a rental. Because renters, I don't know if you know this, according yeah. to real estate investors, renters don't care as much for their home as people who own their home. That is not true. It's not. But that's how they view it. Got it. So we don't want any rentals in it. If you want to, if you can't live in the house, then you got to sell it. That's written into it. All mm-hmm. right. You can't have a fence more than five feet tall. Okay. This feels like semantics, and this is where I'm going to get mad. All right. Stop now, telling me now, what to do. Now listen. Also, um, the state of Florida is about to pass a rule. Okay. Because you know it gets real political around here. Yeah. Around politics season. Sure. And uh, no, no lawn signs. Yeah, and no flags. No, no political f- flags. Okay. You can put up a flag of the. You can put up the American flag. That is political, though. And you can put up a flag that supports law enforcement. That's political. But no political flags. Are you saying gay flags? No political flags. I think you don't know what the word political means. No, no. You can put up. You can put up a blue line, a, a thin blue line flag. Okay. But don't put up. Gonna. But don't put up a Black Lives Matter flag. That's political. All uh, right. I don't think. Do you see? Think, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like over time, the. They can make these rules there because, mm-hmm. again, this is private and it's sold to people under the idea of you have options. If you don't like it, then move. Yeah. But this is all that's being built now. Yeah. And so what's left that doesn't have it costs more or is worse. Yeah. So that you end up of, okay, I don't want to live in HOA, then go move to an old redlined area. Yeah. I don't want to live in an HOA, then you better have $750,000 to go buy, buy a house that was built before 1980. Mhm. So this is how this grows and then you end up with these neighborhoods so it it the homeowner associations really is a private government of just a block or a few miles inside of a city mm-hmm. that has its own weird rules that only apply to people who live there. Yeah. And then at the same exact time, because it's private, can then chase people out. Whatever happened to these people you told me about from Miami? They are all uh, facing heavy charges. Mm. ton of charges. But again, it took years. Yeah. It took years for all this stuff. Um, You know, they got two, $2 million were missing. But knowing Florida, they'll just get like, um, what's it called? When he'll get a, uh, DeSantis will give him a pardon. Probably, honestly. <laughs> I'll be like, we'll pardon them so that we yeah. can go after Disney. Isn't that a like, famous... Well, well, hold on. Real well, quick. infamous... Play- go ahead. Well, one, of, one of the things that did happen with this, which I did forget to mention, is because there was so much graft 
and because it had gone up so much, yeah, um, they had actually jacked the rates up four hundred percent. Holy shit! And okay. then once they were kicked out, the rates were dropped back down to the pre levels. Yeah, and now the rates just had to be jacked up again because there's so much money missing to actually deal with the issues that they're supposed to deal with. Yeah, they had to re raise it. Great. But they're, they're like, well, this is going to be short term until we can fix the things. And it's like, it actually has like a, a legal uh, judge appointed, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A supervisor or whatever. Mm-hmm. But again, this is one of those things that just keeps going. It's just a, a forever. But look up the hammocks. The hammocks. The hammocks HOA. Okay, but wait, what, what's that one in Florida that's filled with all the most racist old people? Oh, what the fuck is that one? I know what you're talking about. It's like during oh, the election season. Yeah, yeah, crazy. but I, I want to get into um, into those, the 55-plus communities. Oh, no. What is that one down there? It's not Sunshine. What the fuck is it called? Oh I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, look it up. But it was like they were like wiling out during the election season. It's the one that they have a really high level of uh, STDs, too, because all those old <laughs> people are do. popping Viagra. They all do. All 55 and plus older uh, communities have high levels of STDs because – Viagra exists, baby. And you got a C Alice. Or what's that what's that sponsor? Blue Chew. <laughs> Get on the Blue Chew. <laughs> um I'm trying to remember the, the, it's like the re- valleys. The villages. The villages. The villages. Yeah. Yes, the villages. So um senior communities are a big thing with HOAs. Yeah. And it's that remember what I said before about restrictive covenants. Mm-hmm. Another big thing. Fifty five plus This land shall never have anyone under the age of fifty five on it. Well, for more than X number of days. Oh, okay. Yeah. So your grandkids can visit, but then they gotta leave. Yeah, you which get is why you end up in situations. We're having a what'd you call it, a lemon party? A lemon party. I don't know what that is, but you actually getting... are very close. You actually, <laughs> oh my god, you're very close. You have no idea how close. No. Oh fuck it, we're doing it. No, okay. Is this gonna hurt my brain? Just you love lemons. I do love lemons. Yeah, let's okay. see. Do I have safe? Dead air, dead air, dead no, air. No, no, no. I'm pulling up my phone. Wait, is this going to be an image or an explanation? Because the image is concerning. It. Oh, okay. All right. Well, this one, this one is uh, censored. Okay. Because it's Google. Uh, it's from Google. Okay. Oh no. All right. So now you know what a lemon party is. What? Uh, is there an explanation on what a lem- like? Why is it called a lemon party? I'm not looking that up. Oh my god. You should go to know know your meme or one of those other ones. So anyway, I was so I was really almost on the nose. Yeah, I was on something. You were very close. (laughs) Um, I think it's because the one guy's dick looks like a lemon. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Lemon party was around the same time as Tub Girl. I don't know what that is. I'm not googling that for you because we're gonna go to the movies and you want to eat popcorn. (laughs) Just know, just know that she needed to be in the tub. Oh, my God. All right. Like the tub lady at the Muter Museum? No. No. Okay. No. Anyway, okay. so over 55 communities. Over, so <laughs> townships uh-huh. love over 55 plus communities. Yeah. New construction, 55 plus. This is great. You know why? Yeah. You're going to get more property tax money mm-hmm. that you can put to the schools. Yeah. And they don't have kids. Perfect. So you're not adding to it. Yeah, and then they're going to complain that they have to pay projects for schools. Since yes, they don't have kids. Yes, I know. And it and they and they aren't tied to the community. Yep, because they weren't living there the whole time, and their kid grandkids and their kids don't live there. Yeah, so they fight against the local property taxes, then making the area worse, and so everyone living around them ends up just working as basically servants of the fifty-five plus community. 
They love that shit. They love it so much. Mm-hmm. But another thing that end up happening to people who live in these 55 plus communities, let's say you do have grandkids. Yep. Okay. Which is what's something that happened recently. I believe it was in, I think it was Florida. I don't have the exact town, but I did remember reading the story. Um, unfortunate story. Mm-hmm. A husband and wife. Yep. Uh, they died in a car accident together. Okay. Their 14 year old son mm-hmm. doesn't have a place to go. So he goes to grandma's house. Goes to grandma's house. Grandma lives in 55 plus senior community. They're going to kick her out. Yep. Yeah. I know. Yep. It's actually, um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't use the word epidemic, but something like right below it. Yeah. Because there's so many people moving into 55. Because again, like statistically, most states are predominantly people over the age of 55 at this point. Mm -hmm. And it's only going to go up. So like in the state of Pennsylvania, I think last year it was like, one in eight people in Pennsylvania over the age of 55. Yeah. But in five years, it's going to be like one in five. Yeah. So there's more older people than there are young people. Yeah. And that's, you know, not going to go away anytime soon. And so um, the epidemic, there has to be another word that's like a little bit less than epidemic that I can't think of. But due to... The scourge. The scourge. No, due to the opioid epidemic, there are more older people raising um grandchildren and kin kinship care so like people that might be like ne- nieces and nephews yeah because the uh, the adult the, the their child the parent maybe passed away or is addicted to drugs or is in prison and so because of the opioid epidemic it's like created this situation where there's all these older people being forced to raise their grandchildren or kin and they the communities are kicking them out yeah and it's it's really wild. Yeah, and again, these are people who typically are near, you know, not even near the end of their life. They're just like, hey, I don't have kids with me anymore. I'm trying to, I want to downsize my original, downsize my original home. Yeah, which I was able to sell at an extreme an incredible value, rate. An incredible. Maybe I amount. might be real mad about how much money they made selling their fucking home they bought for five dollars and a pickle, <laughs> and they got seven hundred thousand dollars for yeah. it. Which isn't a story for everybody, but it is a story for a lot of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I mean, that's kind of the 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 high level overview of redlining and HOAs. <sighs> they're ju- we they're have basically tricked our, the we, same. Yeah, we've tricked ourselves. Okay. Uh, the, the suburbanites have tricked themselves to move further, so they can from their longer. job. Yeah, further from their job to create a private government mm-hmm. that will fleece them. While complaining about their actual government yep. that they can vote for, yeah, uh, all while yelling, "I'm not racist," but also pointing at the city and saying, "Look how they live. Look, they're terrible. Yeah. They're having a bad. They're bad people." And it's like, yeah, no. And again, again, mm. the, the last thing I'll say is there are the ones that are small, that are on, that are low cost, yeah. That are only dealing with the yeah. common space stuff. The fifty dollars that makes a month, sense. Fifty dollars a month for like group lawn care and like trash pickup. Yeah, those ones they make a lot of sense. Those make sense. But you. But start, also, I read some of the HOAs when we were looking for houses. I was like, because again, the market was so crazy. Yeah, two we, were, years we, ago we were thinking about that it. That it was like there were no other options because that's how the system is being built. The only things that are going to be available. In a couple of years, if so there isn't some type of intervention, is BlackRock owning landlord houses or HOAs. And yeah. so we were at a point where like I was reading all these HOA contracts because I was like, this might be the thing, the only option, even though I hate it. And I would just start fuming because it wasn't just 
trash pickup. No. It was like you you can't, you know, put this on your lawn and you and I'm like, listen, I'm not saying I want to cover my lawn in a lot of Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. I do. I very much do. But like you're not gonna tell me what I can can't do and it would just enrage me because it's just like the the human tendency to want to have any type of power you can get. Yeah. And reign it over people is always had by the worst fucking people. Yeah. The people that want to be in HOA leadership are always the worst fucking people who don't have any power in their personal life. So they need to go reign it over their neighbors. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't, I can't live that way. No. And I don't want other people to live that way. No. And, and it's, it's also one of those crazy things though. Like I said, is it's, these are people, it, it's a lot like the universal healthcare mm-hmm. argument, right? Well, if we have universal health care, our taxes are going to go up. It's like, yeah, but then you're not going to pay insurance. Yeah, you'll so pay your taxes a little are bit gonna more in taxes, but yeah. then you don't have to pay hundreds of dollars a month for health insurance. Yeah, and you won't have to have a fi- you don't have to have the copay. <sighs> you won't have to have the five thousand dollar deductible. You won't have market cap. You won't have any of these things. And if you get hurt, you don't have to pay twenty thousand yeah. dollars for what it didn't cover. Yeah, you, so all these things. Yeah, but my taxes are going to go up. Oh and it's the God. same thing. I want to live in an HOA. Okay, it's $400 extra a month. Yeah, but I don't have to pay taxes. It's that same thing. Because, again, when you're paying taxes, at least in theory, you can get people to fucking vote with you. Yeah. And there's we all agree to when the vote is. Yep. The vote isn't ended but by a random threat. clearly the HOA can just change the time of vote. They can see who's voting for them. They can throw away ballots. They can, they can ruin can... people's lives for five years. Like, yeah. I mean, before finally going to jail. Like, there's so many things yeah. that can happen. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen in local government. It does. But, but it totally does. But this is, this is just going to get worse. Yeah, it's not going to get better unless there's yeah. more regulation for sure. So, but you know what? Nobody likes government regulation or taxes. <laughs> Get that "Don't Tread on Me" flag out. Wait, is that a political flag? The "Don't Tread on Me" flag? Oh yeah, no, that's a uh, that's political. Has also like uh, been very co opted by racists. Oh damn it! Yeah, the Gadsden flag is the word you're looking for. Oh man, they're doing a racism. They're doing a racism, babe. <sighs> Dude, All this right. is a kind of a bummer of an episode. We should go to the movies. Well, this is what the people picked. Okay. Well, I saw that the other ones were, what was the second place one? For uh, that, for mine? Yeah, like, because what are you, not next week, but the week after, what are you going to do? Uh, let me take a look. Let me take a look. What was that one? I had it written down. Oh, I wasn't no. I wasn't expecting to put on a spotlight like I'm this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, you're not going to like the next one either. No. The next one's Gamergate. No, babe, it's Gamergate. I don't know what that is. Well, people didn't want to vote for Alcibiades, the classical Greek. That's not true. There's like a pretty decent amount of. Well, it didn't win though. Oh my god, it's got it's got top two. It had some really good comments under it. Okay, it really did. I don't. I've heard you reference Gamergate quite a few times. Gamergate. I don't know what it is. So, so you know how um, when I explained to you how uh, the racism that was used to make redlining and HOAs make sense hurt so many people. Mm -hmm. Gamergate's like that, but for women on the internet. Fucking Christ. All right, with that. Oh my God. This has been another episode. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Please uh, like and subscribe and sign up for our Patreon. We're going to be doing shout outs with all the shout Everyone's going to get a shout out. Yeah, because we're going to do it right. And, you know, thanks for listening and suffering through this with me. (laughs) That's our episode. (laughs) Patreon.com slash Pearlmania 500.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.